The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, hump day, as they say. What's happening, everybody? Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. Uh, Barrett will be joining us um, intermittently from, we'll see. I, I don't know what this is going to look like, but he'll be with us. We, we don't know where he is. Parts unknown, as they used to say in, in wrestling. Exactly. Yes, but he will be Man. with us today. What's up, you know, Robbie? How, e? how was your morning? We you, you were doing a lot of uh, honey do list uh, from what I, my sources have told me. Oh, dude, I tell you what, I left the house at ten after ten. My wife said she needed me to go to two different stores, BJ's and and, and uh, Trader Joe's, and I'm like, I got this, I got this. <laughs> so as you saw, I did. The, I had to pick up some things for her that she wants to make her her homemade her homemade chicken soup is off the charts oh chicken noodle soup she do chicken noodle soup or just chicken chicken no chicken soup with uh baby spinach carrots i think a little celery i can't remember a chicken broth i mean it's okay it's off the charts you know um and then i had to get a chuck roast because she's also making a chuck roast in her um crock pot we the pressure cooker thing and thing is unbelievable man so that's why I'm 225 pounds and growing, Rob, because uh, <laughs> my wife my wife keeps me well fed. But as you saw, I got those two tasks done, and I did the pre-show meeting from the parking lot at Trader Joe's, and I'm here on time. All right, which is great right. for me to be on. It's time all that matters, you know. man. You're here, yeah. and we here's what we have today. I'm looking forward to this. David Murphy's going to join us for the Philadelphia Inquirer columnist. Yes, at 12:30, he wrote about the Phillies and all their trades today. Which, man, it was fast and furious after we signed off yesterday, Derek. So we'll we'll get into that in a second. So he's at 12:30, 1:30. Bull Wolf from the Athletic. Bo and Zach Berman have a piece today, Derek, on Jason Kelsey, which is fascinating. It, they, yeah. All these stories, like behind the scenes stuff, some of the stuff from his rookie year and the chip years and all that kind of stuff. It, great anecdotes, man. So not yeah. only will we talk to him about that, but both down there every day. So we'll get his impressions on what's going on 
with the birds off day today, Derek, uh, after the uh, fully padded practice yesterday. So you had that. Yeah, they're worn uh, out. They're worn out from that one, one and a half hour padded non-hitting practice yesterday. Exhaustion. I'm going to start doing that with our show. Like I'm, uh, Tomorrow's a walkthrough for me. You guys will just see me walking through. Uh, you won't know no commentary, no anything. With, a, with a bowl of dry Cheerios. <laughs> I'm still recovering, man. I'm still recovering. Hey, um, you hear what Kevin Savar said? I bet Rob won't take another challenge after yesterday. I will, Kevin. I, I always like to put myself out there. But I see everybody, Mr. Taz, Kevin, Eagles fan, Chris. Uh, what's up, Chris? Anthony, uh, John, of course. I hope everybody's doing well out there. So we have all that, and we have the, the passing of, of a legend. I mean, yeah. legend's thrown around way too much now, Derek, but Vince right. Scully is an absolute goat of, of no what question. he did. No and we lost him at the – at the age of 94, was still a very vibrant guy, even up till the end. Um, but, you know, perhaps the most remarkable broadcasting career we've ever seen it was Vin Scully. Mm. Amazing, amazing stuff. So we're going to remember Vin, uh, who not, by the way, didn't just do baseball, was not just a baseball guy. That's right. Did the NFL, right. did yep. college football, did the uh, a PGA as well, w- was That's on right. the call for the catch. Dwight Clark and Joe Montana there. Right. So one of the That's all-timers. Right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you are correct, uh, sir. Yes, the the pump pump throw, which by the way he was throwing out of bounds. Would you agree with that? Well, I don't know because the story is uh, he basically put it where nobody else could get it but Dwight Clark. Some have said he was throwing it out of bounds, but I don't believe that. I don't no? believe that because if if Joe wanted to throw it out of bounds, he would have he would have hurled it out of bounds. I think he put it in the perfect spot that only Dwight Clark could get it which makes that play so historic. You know, because you think about it, he rolled out, he rolled out, he kept rolling out, he kept patting the ball, he was trying to get by time. And when he uncorked it, it didn't look like he was throwing it away to me. He looked like he was trying to get his guy to make a play. And what a play he made. Uh, all right, we'll see. I mean, well, look, it turns out to be one of the most iconic plays ever and really kickstarts a, fr- a, a dynasty with the 49ers. And, and Montana was as clutch as they ever got. I mean, no, question. no question about that. And it helped having Dwight Clark's big frame to go up and grab that bad boy. But uh, nonetheless, so, uh, yeah, people are suggesting I'm going to eat sushi. Let's not get crazy, yeah. all right? We, wait, wait, we, you don't like sushi? No, no, no. What? No, we went over, I I, I did the I did the Cheerios with milk. I, I don't, you know, I don't need to take it any deeper today, at least. We'll, we'll, we'll do something crazy at some point. Hey, you just, told, you just told our listeners that you, you love putting yourself out there. That um, means you have to stretch your palate. Mm-hmm. You got to expand your palate now. See, yeah. you started this. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You, uh, you want you want to try sushi wrapped in some seaweed and rice with, with a little crab meat in it, or you know, a little shrimp or a little lobster. You know, no, no, what? I, no. Well, let me guess. You don't like seafood either. No. Oh my goodness. No. Oh, my yeah, goodness. we we don't have enough time really <laughs> to dig into it. Um. So we'll do all of that, um, and and like I said, you know, we'll uh, we're going to dive a little bit heavier into the trades that the Phillies made, the Eagles. One of the things we're going to do today, which is going to be fun, Derek, we yep. are going to predict our NFL yep. MVP. Oh, I'm ready for, for 2022. Our yep. Defensive Player of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year. You know, I I forgot. So the order last night or last year was Rogers, Brady, Cup, yep, MVP. Now, you could certainly make a case for any of those guys again, whatever. I'm not, however, going that route. Really? No, I'm not. Um, 
But the the fun one, look, defense was fun, but I really had fun trying to figure out who the offensive uh, player of the year was going to be when I when I was doing this. A so bit so so basically, you racked your brain trying to be creative in terms of who you who you thought might be a sleeper, so to speak. You want to walk, yeah. You walk a fine line between who you think the best is and who could be the one that that, that sort of wows you, that, that not comes out of nowhere, but maybe well, is a little bit surprising. Yeah. See, Mr. Ellis, I'm a traditionalist. And, and after watching how the MVP and the player of the year stuff unfolds and how you stack up the numbers, I kept it very simple, as you will find out. Well, I, I think here's what, you, what the other part of this thing is, and let's be real about it. The, the MVP is basically, <clears throat> you could also name it the offensive player of the year, too. It's sure. very difficult for a defensive player. It's like the Heisman. It is really hard. If you're, what was the last uh, defensive player to win the Heisman? Was it Charles Ooh. Woodson off the top of my head? Oh my goodness, yeah, I'm from Michigan. Oh my goodness. And yeah, he, he played wow. a little bit of both ways his senior year. He played a little wide out too, right? So wow. all yeah. I'm saying is, it's hard, man. It is hard for the defensive guys to win it. Wow, so that's, that's tough. That, that's a tough one. I know, I know. So we'll do that. Wow. Um, like I said, we'll, we're going to get an overview of who looks good, who doesn't look good thus far through Eagles camp, what guys are standing out, what guys have been quiet. One name that's been – I've seen a couple different times, Derek, that that hasn't maybe be getting, been getting the touches that he had last year during camp yeah. is Devontae Smith. It's been a lot of A.J. Brown, uh, Goddard, you know, getting some of the others involved, that kind of stuff. It's been a lot of that. Um, so, so what are you insinuating, Rob? Uh, uh, no insinuation. Just something <laughs> to keep your eye on. Keep your eye on. Trust touches. me. Trust me. Devontae's going to get his touches. When it counts, he's going to get his touches. All right. So my, my, my wife's chiming in. Try getting him to eat peanut butter. This that, that's true. I only like Peter Pan. I don't like Jif or Skippy or any of that. That is hold correct. Up. Oh, hold up. Oh, <laughs> oh. Here you we eat go. Peter Pan. Jif, see, if you want to put the MVP of peanut butters in order, it's Jif, oh. Skippy, Skippy, and then Peter Pan's like a distant third. No. Peter yes. Pan's a one seed gunner. One. No, baby. dude. No, that that's that's a th- that's basically that's a wild card, man. I remember. I don't oh, know man. if you remember this. Peter Pan had this issue at their. I think they're based out of like Georgia, and they had some kind of issue in their factory. Right. You couldn't get Peter Pan for like six months. Yeah, and rightfully years. so. <laughs> and I was devastated, man. I uh, I am a Peter Pan devotee, and only creamy, no crunchy. I don't like the chunky stuff. You know, I'm not a chunky a, peanut there, butter were, there was a time in my life when I loved the chunky, and I was like, then I got to a point I'm like, okay, this is too much work. You know, um, so I went back to the smooth and creamy. Yes. And, and Jeff's at the top of the list. Although uh, a few months ago, Jeff was in recall. I haven't seen Jeff on the shelves in a while. They were in recall for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I Jeff, don't know dude, if they still make it, to tell you the oh, truth. Oh, dude, let me tell you. Jeff, yeah, well, They'll, they'll eventually put it back on the shelves. Yeah. They just had to get it off the shelf. So for whatever it was, they were in recall, and I was like dying. I was in stores. I'm like, I can't find Jeff. Mm-hmm. So I had, so I had to go to uh, Skippy, you know, which is like mm, decent. Yeah, you had to slum it a little bit, yeah, and slum it, you know. But Peter, Peter Pan is like when nothing else exists. I might go to a store brand before I get Peter Pan. John, John suggesting I dress like Peter Pan is one of our channels. How has this become a thing? Like, is every day a challenge? You, start, now? you started this. I, you I'll, started all right, this I'm list. saying I'll I'll do the challenges. 
every once okay, in a while. Then you got to do a sushi challenge. Am I am I alone? What, are you doing it? Is Barrett doing it? No, this, doing is, this is your thing. No, 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 no. Don't be trying to drag us in this mess. Yeah, this is right. your thing. You started. Sure You're the one with the weird eating habits, not us. Uh, Our palates are expansive. We try multitudes of things. You, yeah, on we, the other hand, all right. Well, we could do it beyond. We could go beyond food. We could do something else with you guys. Maybe no, we'll no, that. sorry. No, we can't be doing that. No, <laughs> Maybe you no. go far out on the boat. No, no. Let's 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 keep it at food. What is your mile? We, what is we, it a mile limit? What do you have? Uh... <laughs> we, we we like to look. We we like to look. See the look. Look at look at your wife. Said, "Amen, Derek." See, uh, she agrees with me. She's kissing up to Derek now. Of yes, um, yes. So, rightfully so. What? It, but what is it? It's a mile off of shore. Is that your? What is your what is no, your limit? Five, five, five miles, five miles five, offshore. Five, five yeah. is your limit. Yep. Maybe we, we, we do some deep sea diving, deep sea fishing kind uh, of. Oh no, we uh, first of all, you ain't, we ain't gonna never get deep on deep sea diving. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm not going to down in. You know what? <laughs> to me, people who deep sea dive, that's like when you have a tank full of aquarium full of fish and you sprinkle the food in the water and watch it slowly go down, the fish come up and eat it. So that's what it'd be like, you know, for me going down there deep sea diving, man. I did I'm snorkeling just it in Jamaica on my honeymoon. That was fun. Really? Yeah. Would you do it again? Yeah, I'd do that again. I did, I was cool. It was, you know what? It's what it, you got to be in, in decent shape to do it. Like if you're going, you know, down a little bit, you, you got your stamina has got to be there, but it's, I, mean, I, I had fun. I liked it. It was okay. cool. Right. Saw some colorful fish down there. Okay. You know? But you well, wouldn't do, you wouldn't even do that. How you doing it? Ain't happening. <laughs> First of all, I'm not that great a swimmer. Although I love being around water, being in water. No. My wife, my wife will tell you, you know, um, I shouldn't be allowed to be on water because my swimming expertise is like You're not Michael nuts. Phelps. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. You know, it drives okay. my family nuts that I, I have these, I have these like Coast Guard made life jackets and all this stuff. I'll take them with me just to keep my family off my back. Very seldom do I wear them though. When I'm so what, if you if you're fishing, you'll okay. Not in the pool. I don't, not wear them. Okay. No, I'm not wearing the pool. No, no. No, man, not in the pool. You and the, grand, you and the grandkids have your, Come have, on, your man. have your swimmies on. <laughs> Wait a minute, what's this, Mr. Taz? D Gun needs to wear a Kirk Cousins Vikings jersey. Oh heck no. no. Uh, that's not bad. Oh heck no. Ain't that's good. It. That's pretty good. No. I no, like that. No, yep. no, I've yeah. never heard any of that from my brother. Okay, let, let me be clear. So uh -oh. now now Maggie's crossed the line. I will never put a Cowboys jersey on ever under any no? circumstance. Will there be really? Cowboys gear on this body? No. Oh no. Oh, but it's okay for me to wear a Vikings jersey. Yeah, that's oh, okay. okay. But it's oh. not okay for me. To wear oh, that no, stuff. that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. How about we get Rob to eat Jeff peanut butter? Oh, I would do that. I would do it. Skippy? All right, let's let's get hundred likes today. hundred likes today, and, and Robbie's Jeff. I will eat Jeff. I'm a man of my word. I did it yesterday. That's no problem. I no, will, you did. I, I, you I did. Do it. See, um, I, it's not. It's not that I just want to see you accept some of these challenges. The look on your face is what gets me the most. Oh. It was rough. Like, it was rough yesterday, man. Did you grow up not drinking, putting cereal in milk? Is that the way you grew up? Yeah, it's weird. Like, hey, Xander said we need 150 likes today. 150 uh, is our goal, we're, people. We're up in the ante to a buck 50. All right. We passed 125 yesterday. The goal today okay. is 150. Come on, peep. Fair peeps, enough. hit that like button. We get a buck 50. I'll eat Jif. Um, But no, I will never put a Cowboys jersey on. No, no we yeah, get a buck I 50. You got to try sushi. My parents were totally normal eaters. Like it, there's no, it wasn't, it was, just, I'm just a different breed, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a strange how they, cat. How did they get an abnormal son? <laughs> in many ways, like, in many ways. Let me tell you, man, that's for sure. Um, like John Dickerson Robbins from Delco beer with his cereal. <laughs> I, I, I may have tried true. that. 
may have tried. That. Oh, that's now that's nasty. It may have been incorporated. You should not even allow to eat cereal if you did that. Oh, did you? God. Did you really do that? No, I never did that. I okay. never did that. Uh, that's right. I, I don't want to. I'm not up for that challenge either. From beer and beer and Cheerios would, would, oh, be, uh, would be an interesting one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think it's we get to this time of year, Derek, where there's all these stages, right? There's the initial excitement that we're close to football. Football starts. Yep. We see them practicing. Yep. And then it's like you're in that that no man's land. You finally get the preseason games. The problem now we have is the preseason games have almost been taken away. Like yes. you're watching the preseason games. Yes. I, 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 all right. Let me ask you. I'll, I'll I'll pose it to you this way. And there's one a week from Friday, so we're only a week away. Believe it or not, for the there's first one tomorrow time. night. I know there's one tomorrow night. <laughs> I know it's unbelievable. And they put the Eagles are a week from Friday with their first yep. one. Yep. So from an Eagles standpoint, knowing that you're not going to see Hurts, you're not going to see AJ Brown. We we every you can run through everybody. You're not going to see. I'm watching for Rager. I want to, I know he's going against twos. Right, I get it. Right. All that. That's what I'm going to be paying attention. Like I want him to dominate twos to show me that he's worthy of being on this team. I also am interested to see Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean's been running with the twos and the threes. He'll be playing in preseason games. Jordan Davis. What? But do you think they'll play Davis? I I I, I think, I think they should. They will a little bit. You got to get them game reps at this level. Okay. That's okay. They always talk about getting rookies game reps at this speed. It's a different speed compared to the college ranks. So I think you got to get them in, even if he's only in a couple of series. You got to get him in there to get him acclimated to get that feel for what the speed like is at this level. So I would be surprised if they wouldn't play play him. I, I yeah I, I look I hope you're right I hope you're right they're so conservative with this stuff man it, it just worries me a little bit but I'm with you he needs NFL reps this isn't yeah granted yeah. Georgia played against the highest level of competition right. but Absolutely. this is different it's so I, different, I, I, yeah. I want yeah I Dank has a good one okay yeah what's Carson Strong gonna look like you know you kind of know you kind of know what Minshew is and and by the way I don't think we're gonna get a ton of Minshew I don't either. And the one, the only starter I really wanted to see, which is what everybody wants to see, because that'll just blow up social media in terms of critiquing again, is Jalen Hurts. But we're not going right. to see Hurts in a preseason. That's the one I really want to see. Even though, it's, even if it's a limited basis, a couple of a couple of series here and there, we're not going to see him. You know, you, you, so we can get that out of our minds. You know, Rager's a good one. Jordan Davis. Um, let's see who else. I'm interested in seeing where they where they put Cam Jurgens uh, initially. Hmm. Will he play center? Will he play some guard? Will he play both? And will he will be the starting both? backup? You know, Kelsey's not playing. Will he be the guy they start yeah. at center? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. I'll tell you another one. How about return game? Who's the guy There's back there also. fielding punts and, and you know, who's returning kickoffs, right? That's a and, good That's a good one. And, you know, what Covey looks like, what Devin Allen, you know, looks like in that role, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, that one's going to be interesting. Is and I don't even know this. Is there another punter in camp? I don't think there is, right? I don't think there is. And, you know, Rob, when it comes to the starters, to be honest with you, I don't want to see the starters for the most part. We know what they can do. You know, so they're not going to show you anything we haven't seen from them already. Exactly. Because most of the starters have been with this team at least a couple of years, at least a year, a couple of years. So we know what they'll bring to the table. It's these young. Now, I know a lot of people you know, are going to tune in, especially for the Eagles to see some of these young guys that draft picks. I get it. Some may not watch the whole game. Um, you know, people are going to pay good money to go out and watch these games in person, you know, and, and you know, I, I think for the most part, 
when I would take my family to a preseason game, which was a rarity because I was always covering a team, but once every other year, I would take my family to a preseason game. To me, it was viewed as a family outing just to be with the family. You know, they got to be in the stadium. You know, we'd have some beverages, we'd have some food, and we were just there to have a good family outing. And in, in, in a lot of cases, that's what a lot of people do. They, they don't have the money to afford regular season tickets. So a preseason game is like a family. It's one of the great things about the preseason. It's an opportunity to to go to the stadium and and see some football that most people, most folks can't afford because it is very pricey. Yep. And and, and you're, and you're not going to see the parking lot full. So you won't take you two hours to get out of the doggone parking lot. Very true. And and it's not, you know what it is, Gunner? It's more of a almost baseball atmosphere. Yes. Where you're not as in on every single play with super intensity. You're just kind of, all right. uh, You know? Yeah. See what the, the Kobe Dean. I see you make the play. It's it's more laid back in that way. Because for the most part, most of the players you're watching, you're not, they're not going to make the roster anyway. Yes. You know, so you know it's a, that's why I, that's why I put it in the category of a, a family outing. You know what else? It, it, what it used to serve as, um, well, especially that last one. The last one would be okay. The the guys who were the very last to win a roster spot are out yep. there battling for the for. And the Eagles have some, you know, the, the tough, the, the good and bad, I guess the, it's more good than bad for sure. Uh, most starting positions are locked up already. Right, right. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think. There was some debate about about right guard. But True. ultimately, True. from from everything we're hearing, Sayomalo is playing very well. So it sounds like it's his spot to lose, right? Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. But I believe there's people pushing him, but I would agree with that. I'm just trying Let's to see. think. Where I, else would you say there's a there's an opportunity? Well, I want to I, I want to see I want to see Marcus Epps, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see Wallace. I, I want to see I want to see a lot of these guys. I want to see Davion Taylor. You know, you're right. I want to see Nicobe Dean if he plays. You know, if that pack is where it's supposed to be, if he plays. You know, I want to see these guys get out there. I want to see Jacoby Stevens get out there. I want to see what these guys look like. You know. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm curious. You know, Zach I, McPherson. I want to see. I want to see him. I'll give you another that. one, and I haven't heard much on him. And maybe this is one of the things I'll ask, you know, Bo Wolf, or we'll ask Bo Wolf. Barrett was very high on that Kyron Johnson, right, right, the linebacker out of Kansas. So, yeah. you know, does this guy even have a chance to make the team? Barrett made it sound like he he could make you know give these guys a run for their money, maybe to get time. So that could be a guy to keep your eye on too. Well, he's listed number two behind Brandon Graham at the left uh, defensive end, so. He has a good chance of making the team, but man, how many edge rushers are you going to keep on this team? How many D D tackles are you going to keep on this team? You have it feels like there's certain positions that are just loaded. Like, you know, wide receivers got a lot, uh, which is good. It's rare yeah, yeah. for this team. Um, but there are certain positions where they are they are heavy. Um in in and and I'm trying to think of what other is there any other the return game is very much wide open. What what about Tart? He, he might be, he might have to play in this, game. Uh, even though he's a veteran, he may have to play in this game to get acclimated to the system. Yeah, that's he true. May, he may have to play, you know, um, I would not put Bradbury out there. That's for sure. No, 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 you know, no, I, um, I think um, maybe a third running back spot, you know, maybe the, you know, the guy behind yeah. Gainwell and, and, and Boston Scott, because it's not going to be Jordan Howard. Uh, maybe it's Huntley. Maybe it's somebody else. The, the what's the, the kid out of Oklahoma, or Kennedy Brooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, um, but I don't see. You know what else it's going to be? It's going to be a battle for some backup offensive linemen to make the team. Well, you're going to see Andre Dillard out there. You're going to see Jack Stoll out there. Um, you're going to see those. Those guys are going to play. They're going to have to play. You can't sit everybody. Uh, let's see who else I'm looking at here that I want to see play. Hmm. Like, do you think Milt Williams will play? 
That's a good question. I think he will because you have to play somebody at D tackle. Yeah. I don't I think do he'll play much. I don't think he'll mm-hmm. play much, but I do think he'll get a few reps in there. Let me throw two more names at you. Kayvon Wallace is a guy I'm going to be keeping an eye on because yeah. I liked him coming yep. out of college. And yep. yeah, it's, it's just for whatever reason, he hasn't really, you know, stood out yet. And Zach McPherson, I, I want to see what McPherson looks like, and he'll be playing in these games. Yes, those are two guys that I mentioned that, that I want to see play. I want to see how much they've, I want to see how much they've improved. And again, you're not going to get a good sample of it because it's going to be twos playing against twos and threes for the most part. So you're not going to get get a really good sample of what you're watching. But I do want to see them play. Yeah. Um, and you know what? In general, I want to see how this defense tackles. I mean, they don't hit. Yep. So I want to see how they. I want to see how they tackle. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's one of the big elements of, of the game that has been sorely neglected, not just by the Eagles, but a lot of teams. A lot of teams don't don't tackle to the ground anymore, trying to avoid those shoulder injuries, those elbow injuries, and so on and so forth. I, but I want to see how they tackle in live action. Yeah. Uh, so they have a week from Friday is the only home preseason game, Derek. It's against the Jets. Yeah. That's usually the last game. It felt like it was always the last game against oh, the Jets. Oh, my goodness. Every we, year I cover You that know, team. we've covered a million of those, man. For 23 years, it was always the Jets. And every yeah. other year, you have to make that trek up to New York yep. and cover that game. Yeah. Oh, my so goodness. The, there's the, that. You know, the yeah. toughest part about covering that game was talking to players who played after the game in a line of questioning would always be, how do you think you did? Do you think you did what enough? Do you, think, do you think you did enough? Yeah. And all of a sudden, most of those guys are the guys that are getting the pink slips the next day. I know. You know it's right? it, it's kind of a bummer, actually. It's yeah. And there, yeah. there are guys that you know didn't show enough, and they're about to hear from the Turk, man. And it's it's tough. It's not an easy. It's a it's it's like interviewing a losing team after a playoff game. Right, like right. It's it's just a, it's a bummer, but you got to do it. Um, but you're hey, right. Hey Xander, how many likes we got so far? How many hit? How many like button did we get? Hey people, hit the button. We need 150 today. Hit that button. <laughs> um, Rob's about Rob's about to go down. Another challenge coming up. He's gonna so this would be one, this would be one that I'd have to do tomorrow because I got to go out and buy it. I, I got to buy what? the GIF. No, Is that no, what I'm eating? Or what no, am I eating? Skippy sushi. Uh, no, 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 no. Good try. No, we, we agreed oh, whoa, on whoa, peanut whoa. We agreed on peanut butter. Don't we didn't agree on it. anything. We threw options no, out no, there. No, no, no. Don't even try it. Let's we see. Agreed. Xander said right now. Only at 38. 38. We got we to up, up our game here. Um, so we got the the Jets is the only home game. And then the other yeah. two games are tied into the joint practices, Derek. The 21st right. is – how about that? A Sunday 1 o'clock preseason yeah, I don't, game. I don't get that. I don't Weird. Get that. You know, the Eagles usually have been very consistent in terms of when they their, – their games were either every Thursday or every Friday. Right. You know, are they throwing a Sunday game? Weird. Yeah, it is weird. And then there's uh, the Saturday night game. So you, it, the first one is at Cleveland, joint yeah. practices leading up to that. And then six days later, Saturday at Miami, joint practices leading up to that one. So Uh-oh. that's we got 52. <laughs> we, only need, we only need 98 more. Oh, God. Uh, you are unbelievable, man. And hey. as, as you mentioned, uh, tomorrow night, NBC game, uh, Jacksonville at the Raiders tomorrow. So, yep, Doug yep. P making his debut against uh, Josh McDaniels making his debut. For and Dougie P, Dougie P has already said Trevor Lawrence is not playing in a game tomorrow. So, yes. Not, not and, and, and Travis Etienne, a couple of those guys, yep, uh, they're not going to play, will not be there. So, that uh, is that the first time that Doug no it isn't it isn't I'm thinking the net they played the next year I was gonna say that Doug and McDaniels uh went against each other at least in some form as coaches whether mm. you know be an assistant right, or not right. but they they, they did they have. uh play against that so as I mentioned well we have coming up today 
Bo Wolf is going to join us at 1.30. Right around 12.40 is going to be uh, David Murphy. David Murphy is going to be hopping on with us at that yep. time. We'll talk about the, the state of the Phillies and all the trades they made yesterday. They got their doors blown off last night, Gunner. It was not great. I came with City. I think Atlanta wanted to send a message last night. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I think it was one of those games where, you know, I don't know about you, but there's – when it's a bullpen game, man, I, I find it as a fan hard to get up for. I wonder if that affects the players too. You know, when it's when not game, when the game's out of control like that? No, no. When you start with one of your, your bullpen guys, it's not oh, even oh, a starter. Oh, okay. You're trying to get okay. two innings out of it. You're milking innings out of bullpen guys okay. without having a real starter. I don't know if that well, takes a little bit the, out of the bullpen starter did a decent job for two innings yet last night. The rest of the bullpen is what got blown apart. Yeah. Yeah. It it was <laughs> It was not emblematic of the way that the bullpen has played of late, right? Or pitched no, of late. No. They've been way better lately, but they were awful uh, last night. That's for sure. And no offense either added to that. So we'll uh, we'll get into that. And like I said, a lot of Eagles and a lot of NFL stuff. We always like to get sprinkle in an NFL segment as well. And we will certainly remember Vin Scully. Uh, look, for my money, Derek, he's the greatest to ever do it. I, 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 I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Vince Scott, you know, I was just thinking about it when it, when it was um, revealed that he had passed away. One of the first things I said was I have heard Vince Scully's voice my entire life for the most part. When, yeah. Ever since I became, you know, um, ever since I became a sports fan, especially a baseball fan, Vince Scully, in some way, shape, or form, radio or television, has been a part of my life ever since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, 67 years as a Dodgers broadcaster. Same. Insane. 67 years. The man retired at the age of 89. <laughs> and here's me. Here's the, here's a, Derek. He had no play by play, man. No. And he simulcast. Yes. He did radio yes. and TV. Like, yes. you're serving both masters there which is it's a different deal it's you're not doing the same exact thing with tv and radio the 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 one thing that really impressed me about vin scully was he would call a game and he would sprinkle in a story about a player while he was calling it at bat yep and he would not miss a pitch not miss a a foul ball not miss a fly ball a home run a run scoring play and then he would go back he would go back to telling the story about the player yeah, in, intertwining yeah. both, just yes. weaving them, weaving yes. them back yes. to perfection. And yeah, didn't miss perfection. a beat, didn't stutter, didn't miss nope. a beat. Nope. He, he did Dodgers games, Derek, starting in 1950. They were still in yep. Brooklyn. Yep. He, he, he would, there's, you see, there's some great pictures of him with Jackie Robinson. They're, they're, they're ice skating somewhere. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Just yes. the period of time that that guy was there, man. I mean, just unreal. So anyway, we'll, we'll we'll pay a little bit more tribute. I'll give you some crazy stats on him that I have on on Vince Scully. Okay. We'll do that a little bit later. So don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We got plenty in store. We the question is when will we see Mr. Brooks? We don't know. We oh no, no. Know. The big the bigger question is how many likes do we have now, Xander? What are we up to? <laughs> Come on, Z. What are we up to now? All right. So we will we will uh, let me see if we, if we get it before let's see if Xander knows. I think I think we're going to have a tough time. All right. We're at 65. Not bad. Oh! Uh, a little slow, little making slow. some leeway. We're making some leeway. All right, yeah. so we come back. We will. Uh, we'll talk to David Murphy about the Phillies deals, uh, and then dive headfirst into the Eagles and what we've seen thus far at practice. Uh, and again, Bull Wolf from the Athletic coming up at one thirty. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, knowing who to trust with your finances, right? I'm sure if you're anything like me, 
you, you, you've gone through this and you weren't sure, and you maybe had somebody you didn't feel all that comfortable with, or you weren't sure you could ask this question, you felt kind of strange. That's not the case with Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. I have trusted my finances with them. You should do the same, whether it's retirement planning, 401k rollover, which I've gone through with, with Jim, I couldn't be happier. And for you, it could be retirement planning. It could be your own 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you're trying to set up benefits for your employees, that along with anything else, just reach out, ask him. He can help you with 610-996-4751. That's how you get in touch with him. 610-996-4751. Or you could email him at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
All right, we are back. Welcome back, everybody. Rob Ellis, they're gone on this Wednesday midweek. Uh, hey, by the way, tomorrow, a good show lined up already tomorrow. Matt Gelb is going to be joining us from The Athletic, and E.J. Smith, who covers the birds for the Philadelphia Inquirer, will be joining us as well. So we just, we just keep it rolling, Gunner. We, we're not playing around, man. We got to do, boom, we gotta do what we got to do. Everybody hit that like button. Hit that like button. Come on. Come on. We got I, I don't know where, where are we, Xander. Well, let, let us know where we are. We will keep you posted. Come on. I, I Come am, on. 65 is not word. enough. I, I, will, I will cheat on Peter Pan if I have to. Uh, we, I will do that. I will do that. I'm not afraid to do that. All right. Let me lay out some of the moves <laughs> that the Phillies made. David Murphy's going to be joining us in, in, a, in a little bit, Derek. So, Couple things went down, and, and a couple of these came down right till the wire. It was like right yep. before six o'clock. Uh, yep. Some of the later, the the Syndergaard move in, in particular. But so the Phillies yesterday uh, addressed bullpen, center field, and starting pitching. They get Noah Syndergaard, former Met uh, of late with the Angels, came over. I'll tell you what the Phillies gave up in a second. They get David Robertson out of uh, out of Chicago, former Philly yep. who was hurt the whole time he was here, uh, has had a phenomenal year for the Cubs. He comes here, um, and they get Brandon Marsh, who is a light-hitting, uh, big-time glove center fielder who can also run. Um, he, he is he, he. If you look at some of these like advanced metrics for fielding, which I'm not going to start mm-hmm. getting crazy with, he's like a top three guy in terms no of yeah. what kind of fielder he is. But he's not a good. He hasn't been a good hitter. So they're, how, they're, how many they're, times? How many, yeah, how many times have we talked about watching some of the other teams, San Diego, St. Louis? Uh, so in Atlanta, who have center fielders that can flat out go to the gaps and yeah. track down balls, and you know that's one of the things. You know this kid, you know Marsh, he can he can track. Mm-hmm. He, you know, and you know, and you're right. He's not hit, he's not hitting his weight right now, but you know you needed to, you needed to improve the defense. You got enough. I think you got enough guys in the lineup who can carry the hitting load. You needed some help on that defensive side, especially in the outfield. And this dude can flat out fly. Yeah, yeah, he can get after it. So th- they've upgraded there. <laughs> I-, I was remiss in not mentioning this. They also yeah. here we go designated for assignment. This is yep. like parade. This is rejoice. Okay, uh, they have designated for assignment both uh, Odubel Herrera. Yep, and Jury's familiar. Good riddance. Goodbye. Two Don't more. Door two more you people. You just got fired. Lord split you. What? Yeah, you, you just got two more people fired. You've been harping on both of them for weeks. And that's three now that you've gotten fired this year. They listen. I'm, I mean, this is they uncanny. listen to sports take the Phillies do, Derek. This is uncanny. This is you Dave Dabrowski's favorite show. You didn't know that. Phillies yeah, present. Who, who's next, Rob? That's why you need to be nice to me, Derek. Okay. <laughs> no, so they it was a it was way overdue. Let's be real for both. Fine, finally, they moved on from them. Now Here's where I think people have a bit of an issue, and I can see it. They gave up a really good p- catching prospect for Lo- yeah. Logan Ohapi is his name, who's yeah. uh, at Double A right now, but he's he's considered their best position player prospect. They have two pitchers who are their who are their highest prospects, okay, Painter and Abel. But um, they they moved Ohapi in the Marsh deal. Now for Syndergaard, they gave up. Um, Moniac and a, a, a yeah. pitcher as well, lower level, and they gave up Ben Brown in the in the Robertson. But the, the one that's Robertson, kind of has yeah, people's yeah. ire is Ohapi, which look here, they, I think they look at it from this standpoint. I think they have three years more of, of um, Real Muto. He right. wasn't going to be catching anytime soon, and no. they really needed to upgrade that outfit. Look, I think all in all, they had it, they had a good trade deadline. There he is. Well, there he is. oh. 
What's Whoa, look up, at the new look at the mic. New, look at this fancy mic. Come on, look man. This this is this this is the mic from home. I I made sure that you guys can hear me better. I was it sounds more, good. Wow. I was, I was more professional. You know what I'm saying? I brought I brought the mic from home. To make sure okay. it was good. You and this it wow. was much better than the. I think we're not any backup. We are. Yeah. We are. We're going to need backup. Twelve thousand feet. <laughs> I'm a little turbulent. Let's make sure we have those seatbelts on. All right. No, that was good, man. It's good to see you. What's up, fellas? Everything good? Yeah, man. Good, man. Yeah. Good, ha- really good to have so, you so aboard. Yeah. So here's what we have, just to, to rehash everything. Uh, and, and David Murphy's going to be joining us shortly. We'll talk. We're going to talk more on these Phillies trades. But we have Bo Wolf a little bit later. We were talking a little bit about Vince Scully, which we'll pick that back up too uh, in a little bit. What an unbelievable career. But and we'll get into camp and what you liked, what you didn't like. Guys who were ascending, guys who were playing well, who, who were struggling, all those kind of things. Uh, but I think we actually have David. David is ready to rock and roll, and he joins us now from the Philadelphia hey, Choir well, columnist. There David Murphy, what's up, Murph? What's up, fellas? How you doing? How you doing, I'm man? Good. I'm good. good, we're, good. We're, we're still wa- – we want you to do like a windmill, like a Dr. J, <laughs> sort of just rock the baby to sleep throwdown at the end of this uh, this interview. Is that I, even possible at this point? You know what? I still don't even have a ball. That's, that's the only problem. <laughs> you got to make this happen, Murph. I, I mean, I not, not, even, not even a Nerf ball? Nothing? Uh, Nothing? You know, I might be able to like, dig something up. Maybe, Maybe a, a tennis, tennis ball, ball that you could you could palm at least yeah, and I'll throw find, it down? I'll, I'll find something. I have a peach right. sitting here on the counter. There you go. <laughs> um, I, 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 Dave, I read your, read your piece today on, on the yeah. trade deadline, and it felt to me kind of – tell me if I'm, I'm, I'm mischaracterizing it. But sort of mixed reviews for you. You know, mm. uh, practicality, but maybe not quite enough to get you beyond – where what some of these other teams have done that are around them. I, I tell me, tell me where you, what your thoughts are. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they, well, first of all, I think for the most part, they did about as much as they could. Um, Dave Dombrowski yesterday sounded pretty adamant that he was not interested in trading in away any of those three starting pitching prospects that the Phillies have. And I mean, frankly, that's, that's about all they have. I mean, you saw the the price tags for Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas and I, the Phillies just couldn't compete with that if they weren't mm-hmm. going to give up any of those big guys. Um, so that being said, I mean, yeah, they needed they needed a starting pitcher, any starting pitcher, really. Um, you know, they needed a relief arm uh, and they improved their defense. So, yeah, I mean, obviously they got better. They would have gotten a lot better if Noah Syndergaard was, was the guy he was five years ago. Um, yep. I'm interested to see him pitch. I, I have not seen him throw much this year at all. He's been out there in Anaheim um, playing those late games, but. I know his, his his velocity looks 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 down. I mean, he's he's averaging five or six innings a start. He, yeah. he just doesn't have that overpowering uh, performance that we're used to seeing. So, you know, he I mean, his numbers right now profile is another kind of number four, number five starter, and and I don't know that that's enough to move the needle given given you know what these Phillies need um, behind Zach Wheeler and Eric, uh, Aaron Nola. But yeah, I mean, I think it, it at least like puts them in a position where they can talk themselves into, you know, if things break right, um, the, the weaknesses are not as glaring as they were before. Hey, David, um, in your article, you said the Phillies, according to what you said now, have three number five starters. Mm-hmm. Um, does that, does that, <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's a great analogy, you know, yes. um, d- does that bode well or is it a hindrance when they're going to have to face now a retooled Padres team or mm-hmm. a Brewers team or a Mets team down the road when it gets down to crunch time. Yeah, I mean, when I say I, I don't think it does bode well. Uh, yeah. When I say three number five starters, I'm talking about look at look at who they're going to be. Ma- imagine a playoff series and look at who they're going to be matching up mm-hmm. against. You know, Aaron Nola or Zach Wheeler game one, Aaron Nola game two. You feel you know 
it's a 50-50 game pretty much mm-hmm. anybody that they're pitching against. Um, so you've got a chance there. But then you throw Ranger Suarez or, or Noah Syndergaard now out there in, in game three against, I, I mean, you could be facing Max Scherzer. You could be, you know, who knows? Like the, mm-hmm. all of these teams, if you look at these these rosters, they've just got guys that that frankly are just better, um, clearly better better options than than anybody that the Phillies would be starting. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we'll we'll see what Syndergaard brings to the table. Uh, you know, maybe you know maybe he can he can have that a little bit. But uh, you know, I know Suarez, Gibson, and Falter. Look, you're going to be at a massive disadvantage against most of these these contenders if you're you're starting them in a game three and a game four. You know. Mm. Hey, Murph, let, let me uh, let me pick up on that for a minute. Uh, of the moves, Robertson, Syndergaard, Marsh. Which do you like the best? Which do you think will help them the most here as they head down the stretch? I mean, I think Syndergaard and Robertson, you know, together make a whole lot of sense. I, I did not like the the Logan O'Hoppy for for Marsh. Felt like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy, look, it doesn't matter how, how well you play center field defense. It, if you're going to be one of the worst hitters in the National League, you're not going to last long in center field, you know. Um, and Logan O'Hoppy, I think, had to be traded. Um, I think he had to be traded before the start of the next season. Um, you know, even if JT Realmuto wasn't here, which is why he needs to be traded, you know, catching prospects are, are I mean, prospects are, look, we, we've seen the track records of, of those guys. And, and frankly, it's pretty much par for the course ag- across the league. Um, you know, what does Logan O'Hoppy have a 30% chance of becoming a, an everyday major leaguer on a, on a playoff roster who's an above average hitter. Yeah. It makes sense to trade him. It's just about who they traded him for. And uh, you know, Syndergaard is going to be a free agent. You know, Kyle Gibson is going to be a free agent. Uh, you only have going into next year, Zach Wheeler and, and Aaron Nola. So you're going to be right back in into the same spot where you were this trade deadline, where the Phillies this trade deadline thought that they absolutely needed a starter and, and thought that that was a huge weakness. And, and I agree. I don't think I think in this day and age, you need at least three guys who can who can, you know, who are above average major league starting pitchers who can give you a chance. I mean, I think we've seen that across the board. Now, if you have a great elite bullpen, like the Rays, like the Dodgers, maybe you don't need it as badly, but the Phillies don't have that, you know, and they're going to need that next year too. And I just don't know that center field defense um, was as pressing a concern as, as starting pitcher. I mean, look, your best defense is the guy in the mound, you know, the, the best center field defense is, is giving up ground balls and, and striking guys out and not having your center fielder do any work. Um, and I think that, you know, by trading Ohapi now rather than waiting for the offseason, they've pretty much eliminated the possibility that that I mean, they have eliminated the possibility that they can use him in a move to get the kind of frontline starter that I think they need, that I think is the recipe to pair with this this lineup. Um, you know, and, and the guy just hasn't hit, you know, it's, it's been 500 plate appearances and, you know, he ranks 142nd out of 153 batters and OPS plus and. Hmm. You know, two of the guys below him are Michael Franco and Cesar Hernandez. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. um, oh, God, Jeez. So, yeah. Look, he's got a chance. Dave Dombrowski seemed seemed pretty confident that mm-hmm. their coaches had identified things that that they could fix. But I'll tell you what, if it's that easy, they, they would have fixed a lot of their own guys. So, well, uh, speaking of that, Murph, so they want a part of this too that I failed to mention was Mickey Moniak goes in the uh, in the mm-hmm. Syndergaard deal as well. Yes, good riddance. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, no argument. But, but I mean, you look back and you've you covered this team for a long time before you moved over to being a columnist. Mm-hmm. The, the, the reign of Clintac and McPhail 
has to go down there in, in a, an organization that's won two world series since 1883 as maybe the worst in, in, in Philly's history GMing I've seen. It, it's awful. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I'll be honest with the guy, the, the guys, the guys they replaced were <laughs> didn't exactly light the world on fire either. You know, I mean, it's been 2008 I, since 2008, Aaron Noel is the only first round draft pick that they've had, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to do anything. And if you look at the Rays, if you look at the Cardinals, if you look at the Dodgers, like that's the difference in these teams, you know, it's, it's, you know, I agree with you, they get they got set back. Uh, McPhail and Clentac did not do. A, a good job at all um you know but at the same time i think the problems go back way further than that and it's it's that's why we'll see i mean if if i'm skeptical just because it seems like the same old story no matter who who john middleton brings in and and it makes sense because he's the guy doing the hiring of all these guys so it makes sense that he keeps picking back you know at some point yeah. it's the guy who's doing the picking rather than the guy you know the guys yeah. he's picking you know and uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe they've got a new regime in place. And and uh, look, like the bigger thing is, it's not just that these guys haven't hit. You know, it's that they haven't gotten anything for them in return. You know, and um, you look at teams like the Yankees at the break. Like they're 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 constantly trading these. Tra- like they're they're taking two or three years to figure out you know who who their guys are going to be, and if if they don't like them, they're trading mm-hmm. them away and, and trying to get something for them. Um, you know, I mean, even look at the J.P. Crawford trade. The guy's a gold glove shortstop now, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it, I mean, John it, well, it's their development, too. It, it's it's either picking the wrong people or maybe getting it right, but not developing them properly, too. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I, I would have to look. I, I, I'm interested in looking because, look, look at the, the New York Yankees. How many how many how many homegrown players do you think they have on the roster? The best team in baseball. Uh, I just looked this up the other day, um, you know, guys that started in their system and, and were drafted or signed as free international free agents and developed. They have two, you know, mm-hmm. they have Aaron judge and they have some guy named like Rocky Marciano or something like that, a reliever from, from the <laughs> University of Delaware. Got a but lot of punch it. on his slider. That guy. Yeah. But, but the, their entire roster right now is guys that they've either traded for signed as free agents, you know? So, you know, but then you look at the flip side and the Cardinals and, and Braves have almost exclusively guys that they've drafted and developed. So, I mean, the Phillies problem is they've, they've been bad at everything, you know, uh, just everything. And, and I think more than anything, there's just not an identity of who we are and what we're good at. You know, the Braves, you know, they're going to draft pitchers and develop them and, and always have a homegrown rotation. That's really good. Cardinals, they do that with position players, you know, the Yankees, you know, Cashman kind of does his own thing. Uh, you know, but, hold Philly- on, but see, that's that, that's it right there, Dave. That's what I'm talking about. Like next year in free agency, Otani's going to be a, a a Yankee next year. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's he's going to spend whatever it takes to get that type of player in his organization. This is the first year that Middleton's really went above and beyond to, to to go out and buy a team. He went out and bought offense. Is this something that's going to be the norm from this point going on? So they can, they can get better. Or, or well, I would say I, my thing is that you can't it, you just can't do it all for free agency because there's not enough free agents that, you know, like the Yankees, they're spending money. But, you know, they traded for, you know, John Carlos Stanton. Uh, they traded for Garrett Cole. You know, they they just traded for uh, for Montas. You know, they're they're doing. Yes, they're spending the money. Um but it, it takes more than that. You've got to be like you, you have to be creative and you've got to know who to trade for. Like, 
I mean, the difference between the Yankees and the Phillies is the Phillies are trading, you know, for JT Realmuto and paying him $20, 25000000 million a year. Is that really your best, you know, allocation of that money? You know, Zach Wheeler is right. kind of the one uh, – he's the one – move that like really made sense they went out and spent money but he's still about you know um you know harper too i guess you could say but even with harper i mean look manny machado plays a premium defensive position was you know half the price and you know that all that adds up you know and 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 the yankees have always done a good job and the dodgers as well just a good job at like understanding what they're building towards rather than just like throw throwing together patches on open wounds on a yearly basis. And that's, that's kind of what the Phillies did. And, that, you know, they hit on Schwarber, but then you end up with Nick Castellanos, you know, hitting 250 in, in left field. And, you know, that's, that's, that's just what happens when you have to, there just aren't enough free agents on, on the annual market to like, like you could, you could have an unlimited price tag and there just aren't enough guys available to like build a team every year through free agency, you know? Dave, David, I, I had said on this show earlier and, and over the last couple of weeks, I'm tired of watching teams like Atlanta, St. Louis, even the Marlins have center fielders that can flat out go to the gap and just just track down balls. Mm-hmm. And you know, and obviously that was a big deficiency for this team. So now they finally get a guy that can flat out go. Don't think even though the overall batting averages don't indicate it, but the Eagles have uh, Eagles, the Phillies have enough bats in the lineups to cover up for for Marsh's offensive deficiencies right now. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think he was yeah. look. I think he makes them better, uh, and I think. I, I totally understand why they liked him, uh, yeah. and and yeah, it's, I'm with you. I mean, they've had they, they it's been since Shane Victorino when they've had a guy that can yep. make plays out there, you know. Um, but it, it's more about who they gave up and what they need, you know, yep. down the road. Uh, put it this way, I just don't know that they're a good enough team right now for them to like. And, and it's not like this guy was a win now move. I just think there were mm-hmm. pr- more pressing needs and. Look, maybe you couldn't end up trading Ohapi for for a front for a you know frontline starter, using him in a package for a frontline starter, um, you know. And if, if that's the case, then then yeah, sure. I mean, this makes this makes sense. I, I'm just, I think I would have been more hesitant given given what happened at the deadline. Uh, you know, given the additions of Roberts and, and Syndergaard, I would have been kind of more hesitant to give up anything that might sacrifice my flexibility this offseason when you're going to have a ton of holes that need to be filled that are very similar to the ones that need to be filled right now. Murph, are they, in your estimation, at least good enough to get that third wild card spot? With, with yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they were probably they, – they, I mean, they might have been good enough before, you know. Uh, I think they – I don't think – I've said all season, I don't think that you can you can survive – multiple months with Kyle Gibson and Bailey Falter, both in your rotation. But I mean, they've survived, they've survived this long, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been, a, it's been a good month or two right now. And look, credit to this team. Like they're, every time I count them out, you know, they, they, they find a way to, to kind of, I thought they were done, you know, when they were swept by, uh, did they get swept by the Pirates? The Cubs. The Cubs. Oh, the Cubs that's right. Yeah. When they got swept by the Cubs, I thought they were done. And then they rebound and they win six out of seven games and, and you know, mm-hmm. take two out of three from the Braves and sweep the Pirates. Um, so I get it. You know, like I, I won't say, yes, I think that they're, I think you have to, you know, with Harper coming back, with Segura coming back, with Schwarber hitting the ways he's hitting, um, you know, just just to have that, you know, with Suarez now, you know, I, I think Suarez is, is, you know, he and Syndergaard can be at least like guys who 
aren't glaring liabilities who are going to kill your bullpen, you know, two out of every four days or two out of every five days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that I think I think that they're a favorite right now for that wild card spot. It's just, a, a, you know, you look at the Mets, you look at the Braves, you look at you look at the Padres. It's just hard to see this team, you know, mm-hmm. climb, clawing their way up from that wild card spot to like get to the NLCS. Uh that's my only thing. I think I just think I think winning a World Series is kind of you have to take like a three year time window, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and if you play your cards right, your chances could be better next year than they are this year. You know, whereas, uh, you know, I think trading Ohapi kind of kind of puts a little more pressure on this year um, because you're not going to be able to use him to add a starter next year, which is what you need. How much stock mm-hmm. do you put in? Hey, you get Segura and Harper back. You know, I know there's a big assumption there that they're both going to be fine once they get back, but you get them back and it's almost like two trades at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's huge. You know, I, I think the fact that they've managed to kind of muddle through the way they have with, with both of those guys out and don't get me wrong, Segura is great, but it's obviously Harper is, you know, to, to be able, I mean, the guy's just, all he's done is, I mean, he was hitting as well as Schwarber was when he got hurt, mm-hmm. you know, um, to have two guys in your lineup like that, uh, you know, and with Real Muto, if he if he you know starts getting back to his baseline, uh, it's huge. You know, uh, they've they've got a huge chance. They they they, you know, could very well enter the you know enter September with the best lineup. You know, I guess second best lineup behind the Padres in in the National League. Uh, I think it's I think it's huge. I think I think you have to like where they're. I think you have to like where they set up right now. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't know if they could catch the Mets, and I don't know. I'm curious to see with this new format how difficult it is going to be for these wildcard teams because, again, if you've got, you know, let's say you've got Wheeler and Nola starting the last two games of the season just to get into the playoffs, then all of a sudden yeah. who are you starting in, in a three-game, you know, wildcard series? And it's uh, likely you have three games on the road with the way this thing sets up. Right, exactly. A few games on the road, and you go right. I think you go like right into the next series too. So, mm-hmm. you know, if Nolan Wheeler pitched the wild card rounds, all of a sudden, you know, they're not pitching until yeah. game three or game four, and you know. So, I'm curious to see how. I'm curious to see how. Um, I think the division winners are going to be at a massive advantage, but but we'll see. Yeah. Yep. Murph, good stuff, man. You can check out David's you, uh, work Appreciate on Twitter. It. Yeah, at by by David Murphy. I like that course, shirt, D-Gun. Inquired.com. You like that? Check uh, it out, don't bro. Get him started. Look don't it get him started. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> you like that? You a fi- are you a fisherman, Murph? I am not, and I'm not a grandpa either, but I like the shirt. <laughs> Thank I you, bro. It would, actually be better. it would be cooler if I wore it because it would start conversations. Yes. <laughs> that would be uh, – that could get some clicks, man. We, we might get up. Maybe next time you wear your grandpa shirt. We'll see what yeah. happens. Right, Murph, right, we right. appreciate it, man. Thanks. Keep up the good right. work. Thanks, yeah, guys. man. Keep doing what appreciate you do, it, bro. That's uh, David Murphy uh, rehashing everything that went down from a Phillies perspective. All right, guys. Let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk a little camp, man. Everything we've seen hold thus up, far. Up. Who's impressed? Yes. Oh, yes, hold up, hold up, Xander. How many likes we got? Oh, I mean, we have to it Barrett. Barrett, are you up on this one? What we're doing here? What is it? I don't know. All right, so we're going down the same road somehow on the guinea pig again. But if we get enough yeah. likes today, what are we going for? 150? Is that what our number was, Derek? Buck 50? Oh, Xander said no more updates until we hit 100. Right now, we're at 85. Oh, yeah. We're All right, getting so there. We're, try- we're trying to get to 150 uh, today, yeah. Barrett. If we get there, I will, uh, I hate to do it. I will not eat my usual Peter Pan peanut butter. I will eat Skippy. Peter. 
Hey, Barrett, Barrett, what's your favorite peanut butter? Peanut butter is peanut butter to me, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Peter no, Pan, no, no. dude. No, Come no. on. So bro, you got Jif, I... you got Jif, Skippy, and then Peter Pan's a distant third. I will eat store brand like Giant Eagle or Super no. G before I eat before I eat Peter Pan. No. Bro, I don't even know when the last time I've seen Peter Pan on a shelf. <laughs> me either. <laughs> right. Well, where do you find Peter Pan? You got him, you got imported from Bangladesh or somewhere, right. man. Right. <laughs> He's got a secret staff in that little hole in the oh, back oh, of the yes. wall. What about there, 20, 20 or 30? Uh, you probably got, got mildew on the yeah. lids. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, I haven't even told you. I have a project to do tomorrow. I don't have time today. Here so, like five, I have like, uh, you know, stone steps. They're not, it's not big. It's like two steps from, right. from my front door to the walkway. My son and I yesterday I'm, were carrying something like a piece of furniture out that he was taking to his place. And uh, like seven of the steps come off. Oh. Just off. Oh, yeah. So, uh, tell me if I did anything wrong, Barrett especially, but Derek too. So I got the ones that were loose off, okay? This morning, I went out with a wire brush and scrub. I, first, I wiped, I wiped it down, got a lot, as much as I could get off of it, like dirt and all this other stuff. I wire brushed as much of the old adhesive and stuff like that that I had on there. Yep, good job. Let it dry, I'm letting it dry yep. today, and then tomorrow morning, I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, get this stuff out again and try and st see if it'll stay. I, I got a caulk gun, uh, which was not. I'm surprised uh, they knew what that is. Well, I'll show you what I, uh, it's not, I don't know if it's on there. Right. It's a whole thing, man. So I'm uh -oh. going to do that. Maggie, have, Maggie, Maggie's worried. Oh yeah. She knows. She knows this is going to be a, this is going to be a, there's going to be a desperate call to somebody to try and fix my mess. Right. Right. But I'll show you uh, well, during the break. I'll run out and take a picture of what of the before. I'll do a before and after for you guys. For All sure. Right. Let me check it out, bro. Let All me right. check I'll, it out. I'll do that when we get back. So let's get a quick time out here. We'll come back. We're going to turn our sights to the Eagles. Uh, Bo Wolf is going to be joining us from the Athletic in a little bit. So we'll talk to Bo, but we'll uh, we'll go through some camp stuff. Oh, Barrett. Later, we're going to do NFL MVP, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and Offensive Player of the Year. MVP. Okay. Defensive player, offensive player. All right, gotcha. so you got a little homework during the break yep. to get on. Yeah, Maggie says she's never using those front steps. You are correct. I would, I would not <laughs> you blame might, you. You might have installed like a slide instead of using <laughs> the steps to go up and down for the future. Uh, Man, right, so, I, well, I wish we yeah. could get video of you actually doing the work tomorrow. That would be that would be humorous. That, that would, would be, be very amazing. humorous. Yes, it would. All yes, right, I'll get a picture right now. I'm going to run out, but we'll do that when we get back, and we'll talk some Eagles when we get back. Barrett Brooks, right, cool. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk Pro Action Restoration because Pro Action Restoration is the, the number that you call, the business that you reach out to if you're having all any, any of these kind of issues, whether it's water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property, you name it, they can help and come out and help you. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through this. I, I had the same you know experience that a lot of folks have, have gone through with some bad weather at my parents' house. There was flooding in the basement. I didn't know what to do. It was overwhelming. I called them on a Saturday. They got right out there. They cleaned it up quickly. The crew was professional, clean. The price was reasonable. By the way, they're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will also work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, could be water, could be fire, could be smoke, mold remediation. You name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 
3760 610-623-3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com that's proactionrestoration.com Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in our number two sports day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. My fancy Jacob Goff shirt on today. Uh, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging out with you. So I sent you guys the picture. I think Xander has it. So let's see if we can get this bad boy up. You're so bro. In, you're, what's you're, in front of me? Here. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you see, like literally the whole second step, that many were loose. Right. right. And then right. there's two on the third step, which I have removed. So I today what I did, you can see on the second row, I, I scrubbed all the crap out of there, all the gook. I don't know what the terminology is, man, but I got all that stuff out of there. Not, not bad. Right. I mean, yeah, that's a good job. That's a good job. A good plan by you. But I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. If it was me. Yeah. 
but I know you're not me. I would have taken all the those top things off, and I'd have framed it up a little more, and then I'd I'd have poured um, new concrete there, and yeah. then set them on top. You know, okay. as they were drying, you know, I would set it on top and let it set. Uh, they're going to give you some problems later on down the line, like in a year after a year or two, because you can put right. you going to put something like liquid nail down, aren't you? Well, let me show. I'll, I'll grab what. Hold on, hang one sec. You guys talk, <laughs> Derek. You're muted, but talk amongst yourselves. I'll be, give me one second. I'll grab what I have. So I'll show you. I'm D-Gun, going. I'll be in, right back. He's in trouble, there. He's seconds. in trouble. <laughs> yeah. See, see, when he sent the picture, I'm like, oh my goodness. See, you know, that, I'll tell you what though. See, the liquid nail. I use liquid liquid nail on a project, and it lasted about three years. You know, oh, I, I was saying yeah, about yeah, a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's about three years. Please help him, Barrett. <laughs> you and Maggie said, please help. All right. Yo, so, Rob. Rob, what you need here, to do, seriously? Here, here's you what need I got. Have the whole thing ripped out and just have him rebuild the whole thing. Or we could do it one day. We'll make a project of it. That's really good. Yeah, that'll last. That'll last too. That'll last. So but, this is my project tomorrow, baby. <sighs> That's that's a good I idea. I don't know, I don't know if I'm using Gorilla Glue on a, on a cement, cement step though. It does. I looked. Tear, I made sure I got the right stuff. It does. It does right. do the marble and the stone and all that stuff, right. which is what yeah. that is. That's yeah, but I'm you. saying you usually if you're gonna be if, if it's used every day, the wear and tear is gonna reduce the longevity of that. Well, they're you almost know, empty nesters. Them? They're almost empty nesters, so it's only gonna take them a little. <laughs> please help. Yeah, start. yeah. Well, my my wife and I were empty nesters for about two months. And all of a sudden, people started moving back home. Don't, don't, don't go in that premises, Rob. That well, we were going to be empty nesters soon because look, Barrett and people living in his house, he thought would be gone a long time ago. I got people living in my house, I thought would be gone a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I'm no, I know. I'm telling you, Rob, they come back. They keep. I know. Back. I don't I, believe me. I, I'm not counting on that. Believe. I, so here's what I'll do. <laughs> I'm going to try and get through it tomorrow. I'll yep. see if I, if they'll. I got to let them. I got to put like a tarp thing over it so like the the male. What are, cure. What are they called now? Letter carriers. I, I don't know what the terminology is anymore. Can't say mailman. Uh, so they don't step <laughs> on the steps. Just tell and, just tell delivery people to throw packages on the yard. Do not touch oh, the God, m- Maybe that'll stop all the packages arriving at my house every day that, that, that doesn't aren't work. addressed to me. That's not going to stop. Maybe that'll no. that, that, yeah, that so out. They, they have the nerve to put them outside my garage. They'll put them anywhere. You know, if they don't yeah. want to put them on the front step, they'll put No, it's not going to stop it, dude. Look, no, sure it, Rob, look, look, Rob talks sports, not thick steps. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yes. Thank you. I agree. Yes, I agree. All right. So Rob, anyway. please leave us. Look at Maggie. Rob, please leave the step alone. <laughs> I, I, something tells me here. Here's I see a panicked call from me to Barrett tomorrow morning when I'm doing this I, in, in Barrett's future. So just be, be prepared. I can so see anyway. somebody taking a trip to the ER. <laughs> Bro, you'd be surprised. Like, like some of my employees, man. One of my employees, um, back in I think it was January, they called me. She, you know, they call. They called my wife, and they're like, "Oh, I can't believe this has happened. The furnishes went out. It's cold. There's no hot water. You know, kids taking a bath in cold water and all that stuff." So all of a sudden, they call me, and I go there. And they, they say, I just had a guy come. He says it's gonna cost twenty five hundred dollars to fix. What am I gonna do? Twenty five hundred. So all right, take a picture of it and send it to me. They mm-hmm. send it to me. The next day I go out there, I look at it. Bro, the piece that 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 burn out. Well, the dog ate the piece that burn out. I mean, which caused it to burn out. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. He bit, he bit the cord. So I told him, look, order this. So it took three days for it to get there. The part only cost 125 bucks. Yeah, yeah. They were gonna charge him all that money to put it in. It took me 15 yep. minutes to install it, and they had hot water. 
Wow. This guy was going to get all this money, you know what I'm saying, $2,300. To, 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 you know, yeah, to, it's not right, man. It's not, man. It's not, man. It, it's terrible, man. It's a shame, you know. I, um, just reason I have, I, I've had my pool for 12 years now, mm-hmm. and every five years, the uh, pump usually goes out on it, you know. It's, it's like that's like the usual, right? It only takes 15 minutes to change it, you know. All you got to do is just, you know, cut the PVC away, put new PVC in there, you know, blew it up, and, and you're good. You could be swimming in a half an hour, right. They want to charge, you know, one of my employees, you know, she's got a pool now, you know, the, the, the pump goes out. So they say they want to fix the pump. To fix the pump is 400 bucks to fix it. You can buy a new pump for 300 bucks and then they're going to charge them another $300 to put oh, the yes. pump in, which oh, only yes. going to take 15 minutes. I'm like, this is highway robbery. In fact, but, I shouldn't be talking sports. I should be fixing pools, you. stuff like that. You know, Eric, I mean? that's the great advantage that you have over a lot of us is like some uh, for, for a, a mechanic, for example, I, I, I'll go in for an oil change and I'll get a call. You need X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the filter's bad. The and I don't know any and... difference. So I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. You, you know what I mean? And, and they totally have you by the you know what's and you know right. what you're you know looking at or, t- or what they're talking about. You can say, no, nah, man, I don't need this. Or you right, can fix it right, yourself. right. Right, right, right. So, and it, I only, only, want, it only want to tell you, I only want to tell you what I paid over the last year and a half having a kitchen redone and a deck redone. And I'm sitting there going, What? How much? Are yeah. you serious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But you, you know what? A lot of times people do it. You no matter you can you can you can moan and gripe all you want, but you do it because number one, you don't want to do it and you just want it done as quick as possible to get it over with because it's such an inconvenience in your in your your, your lifestyle, you know, not having not a kitchen cheap, for I know, but like, I'm but like Rob you, said, that's the advantage you have, man. You know, you do that stuff, bro. I, I, it's to the point now; it's, it's becoming a burden on me, man. Because I, I, I'm, I'm so cheap, man. That you know, it, it's 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 ridiculous. So I got a list that's getting longer and longer. So I get up in the morning, early in the morning now, about seven o'clock, and I go knock out at least two or three things on my list <laughs> as I go along. Because this football season is mm. about to start. Yeah, that so is once on. it starts, I won't be able to do it. So yeah, I'm making right. sure I knock yeah. out everything before this football season it's true, starts. Man. It's true. I, I think Kevin summed this up pretty well. I have good intentions, but no skills. That is correct. <laughs> That's correct. I do. I should get some credit for intentions, but it doesn't yes, really matter. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, all right. So uh, we haven't had a chance to. <laughs> John to Dickerson. Yeah. Look, D Gun and Bear starting grumpy old men contracting. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we'll we'll watch your grandkids while we're there too. That's right. Oh, <laughs> hold, that hold, in, hold, in hold up, hold up. No, hold you up got enough of that, that, Derek. I know, I know. Yeah. You, any diaper duty today? What do you have going on today? You, not you until Friday. Right? No, oh, not until Friday. Friday. Okay. Yep. Right. Diaper. Good no deal. diaper duty until Friday. I like yeah, they it. did. They came. They came and fixed. They came and fixed my uh, my oven, and it's exactly what I said was wrong with it. Oh yeah, I remember that. It, it all it needed was a um was a fuse. The fuse blew out in it, and but it's just that fuse is in the back of the um yeah the back of the oven. I ain't feel like pulling it out the wall. And, and you got to be careful that. with that stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I've shot myself it, a couple it, times, bro. Is it gas or electric? Electric, electric. Yeah. So I, you know, you know what? I'm gonna tell you now. Never do the self cleaning oven thing because it it blows the uh, fuse out every time you do it. Okay. Don't don't mm. you don't never use that self cleaning um for your for your oven. I mean, just get in there and scrub really? it down yourself. Yeah, just scor- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. You know right. what though? Uh, we we um uh, we use the self cleaning. We never had it blow out. We've never had well, one blow I, out. 
Well, hey, D Gun, I'm sorry I just jinxed you, but the next time it does, it's gonna happen. Just because I said it, no, why you saying I know, it? Yeah, man. Exactly. My fault, man. My oh, fault, man. man. I apologize. I, Coach Marcus is right. Convenience cost, bro. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, man. All right. So we uh we were talking a, a little bit. Uh, we we did a little Eagles, but we mostly been doing baseball, Barrett. So um, one thing I've noticed from and you tell me because you were down there twice already, and they're they're not no practice today. But um, reports are Devontae Smith's uh, targets have been quiet. Not not a ton. It's been a lot of AJ Brown. It's been a lot of others and whatnot. Any reason for concern there? Or is this just typical ebb and flow of practice? Um, it's just uh, you know they're, they're they're going through they're going through the offense and trying to implement and see where guys fit in. Um, you know plays that because I mean they haven't worked with AJ before, so trying to figure out what he does best. How can they right. how they how can they hold in hone in on his skill set? So of course he's going to get a lot of passes. Just to see what he does best to open this offense that up. They sense. know they they know Smitty. They know yeah. Smitty and what he's going to do, how he's going to go out there and play. Same mm-hmm. thing with Goddard. There's not saying they're not saying a lot about Goddard, but Goddard's going to be a focal point in this offense. Goddard will be the the quarterback's best friend. So people, you know, are worried about oh he's not getting targeted. He is doing enough. They see exactly what right. he could do. They started off with it last year. They see what he can do because they've seen it out there. Plus they see it on the field now. He's so silky smooth with running his routes and creating separation and understanding where he needs to be at in the offense. If he needs to sit down in the zone, if he's run past on man-to-man situations, um, he knows how to bend routes. You know, he atta- he's attacking the DB. He's looking straight at him, attacking him, running up on his toes, and then moving to make a play, uh, uh, moving to make a, a, a route. Those are all things that he is he is great at doing. That's what, And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people don't know. Everybody's saying A.J. Brown's the number one. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you the truth. They did not draft uh, Devontae Smith to be a number two wide receiver. He is a right. number one. Right. Now, whether you're going to call him number one A or number one B, mm-hmm. whatever it is, he's going to still be a number one wide receiver. He is just that good. Mm-hmm. He is that silky smooth. He will command that you be aware of where he is, regardless of where Brown is on the field, because he can get open naturally. You know, just by how he plays the game, he's always going to be open, always. There's no question, no doubt this Smitty, number six, will be open at all points during the game because he's that good. His understanding of the offense is getting better and better, and with that becomes a more polished wide receiver. Now, A.J. on the other side, he's going to be open just because he's going to debo guys. He's going to, you know, he's able to go out there and, and 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 you know, press on, I'll you muscle. know, uh, smaller yeah, yeah. DBs. Yeah, he's going to almost – they say his hands are so strong and his arms are so long, and he already has an opposing body that it's hard for a DB to fight through him to try to make a play on the ball. There's going to be a lot of times it's going to be flags to keep the drives going because they're going to try to push him around. And, and, and with doing that, it's going to be pass interference. So, man, I just looked to this offense to be a big play offense. It's going to be a steady offense. And, um, you know, I like what we have at the wide receiver position. And then out of out of nowhere, out of nowhere comes a guy uh, like, you know, uh, what's his name, the second team running back? Um, oh, my Scott. Oh, Gainwell. Gainwell. No, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. comes from nowhere with his ability to go out there and run routes also, this is going to be a potent offense, man. Definitely a potent offense. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have crazy options in the passing game. Here. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. You think about the absolutely. starting wideouts with Goddard, with Gainwell's ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, man. It, uh, it, oh, God. 
Well, see, is and a lot of times too, when you don't hear about certain players like a Goddard or Devontae Smith getting looks and touches in, in a training camp, it's because they're working on other elements of their game. Also, they're adding ah, repertoire ah, to their game. See, Devontae ah, Smith ah. could be adding another move off the line of scrimmage. He could be working on getting press cut. Co- you know, they talked about he had difficulty getting all press coverage at times. He might be working on some moves. A.J. Brown could be giving them tips on how to – here's what you need to work on to get off press coverage. As far as the Dallas Goddard, as, as good of a player all around as he is, he could be working on his blocking technique. You know, he mm-hmm. could be working on another inside or outside move to free himself up in a passing game situation as well. You know, so, you know, just because players are not getting the touch, especially skilled players, the backs and the wide receivers, they're not getting so-called touches, doesn't mean they're not working on something – to enhance their game. You know, players, accomplished players have always told me they don't care how long you're in this league. You're always working on something to make yourself that much better, that much more unpredictable, you know, because people study films. They see tendencies. You know, they see tendencies. People are smart enough, especially when you get to the pro game. Watch his foot movement. If he moves his foot this way, that means the play is going this way, or that means it's a pass play. You know, so you're working on little things to disguise what you do a lot better or to enhance what you do that much better. Well, look at this, you know, guys, look at this. Imagine this scenario. All right, you've been wrestling with with A.J. Brown all day. He steps off the field to go take a break. Quez Watkins comes in. He's on the same side as um, Dallas Goddard. Of course, the defense is going to put a little more of an emphasis on stopping um, Dallas as opposed to looking out there and seeing Quez Watkins. They're thinking, ah, Quez Watkins, third-team guy, you know, fourth-team guy. We're not worried about him. Yeah. Yeah. And you send him on a go route or a double move, a stutter and go, and the speed that this young man has, he's already saying that he's the fastest wide receiver in the league. Imagine him smoking it down the line and 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 you know, mm-hmm. you know, Hurts being able to throw it up there and just let him run under it. Those are the one of the things, you know, have defenses fall asleep because you've been wrestling around with AJ Brown all day and this DB thinking, man, I finally get a break. And all of a sudden a stutter mm-hmm. go. There goes Quez Watkins down the field. Those are the things that you have to envision now that I see on the field. I see it. I'm like, man, this is a great opportunity to do this. But you just don't see it. And plus your defense knows. They understand how how fast Quez is. They're going to play him a little different. But when you have another defense that hadn't seen this kid before, that's going to be out there and be like, all right, I can finally get a break. I'm not wrestling with that man child, A.J. Brown, anymore. (laughs) And all of a sudden, bam, right down the field. Here's six. Because his big playability, how fast he is, those are things that I see in this offense that are developing already. You know, I just think too. Mm. Back to Devontae. I mean, he's going to get the number two guy. They're, they're going to right, Barrett. I mean, they're definitely going to. AJ right. Brown's getting the number one, and you know, he faced to start a lot. Off. Of, yeah, he faced a lot to of number off, ones yeah. last year as a rookie. He's going to be that much better as a player, and getting number twos, like he's going to crush it this right. year. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there are very few teams that have two number ones playing a cornerback. Very few. few, A few teams out there do have dual one cornerbacks playing out there, but for the most part, this wide receiving core should have their way uh, with a lot of secondaries in the NFL. Yeah. All right. right. So uh, aside from the the wide receivers aside, I want to just hit you with that because there was some reply. Hey, we're not seeing a lot of Devontae Smith. You know, again, we get so wrapped up in in the day to day sometimes with this stuff, but. I, I know they've they've incorporated this thing where they they've really put a lot of emphasis on the walkthroughs. Tell us what that is. Like, what exactly is going on there? Because I we assume it's really not much, but they keep saying it's not what you think. Tell us what they are. It's, 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 they say a walkthrough because it's 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 they're not banging. They're not you know out there. You know, especially the offensive line. They're not being physical. You know, it's it's a it's not a walkthrough. It's more of a sprint through. 
things are being run and they're kind of run full speed. You know, people get to their landmark, they get to their blocking points. Um, everybody gets to their routes. They get to the point where they're supposed to be at, you know what I'm saying? to get the timing, right? The DB also does the same thing. They have a blitz. They're going to run through the blitz. They're not going to follow through with the blitz. You know, once somebody touches, they're going to stop, but you know, it gives them an opportunity to see things going full speed. They're just not finishing or, you know, pressing the issue with them. So it's, it's actually a run through and not a walkthrough. That's number one. Number mm-hmm. two, when you're in those type of environments, you can ask questions. You can stop things. You know, a slave might say, oh, coach, 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 coach. Well, look at this right. Look at this route combination right here. Now, if I play back like this, I'll be able to stop this. But look over the top. I don't have any help over the top. Who's going to mm-hmm. help me over the top? He can stop things or the offensive line is going through and the, and, and the defense does a blitz. And Mylotta says, Mylotta said, hold on, coach, 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 they ran this MBB blitz. Now, I can see this blitz coming because I see that linebacker pushed out a little bit. What if I turn around and tell Kelsey, hey, um, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and push this out. Let's go ahead and call a loop call. Loop call means that the center and the guard will work to that, that Mike linebacker. That way he can set out on the defensive end and pick that defensive end to that will linebacker, knowing that they're running a blitz, that they're going to bring this will linebacker off the ball, and then they can come in and, and, and bring slide the line to that side of the field. Those are things that they can work on and talk with, hey, coach, would this work better? If I see this blitz coming, if I see this guy lining up a little farther outside, it gives me the opportunity to call a call to stop this. You know what I'm saying? Or, hit, you know, Kelsey turn around, tell the QB, tell Hurst, hey, Hurst, look at this. Look how far that safety is over here. Maybe we need to call the mic over to this guy because it's probably going to be this type of blitz or this type of coverage. Mm. And he can call it to there, which takes the hot now off the quarterback and puts it in the offensive line. That hot linebacker that might come, it puts it in the offensive lineman's hands because they know that other linebacker is not coming because, number one, he has nobody backing him up. But also, if you look at him, his demeanor is he's not coming. So as an elder player, you know, a guy that knows the system and knows the blocking schemes, who knows what's going on offense, can call it to a guy that he thinks is coming, neither guy that he knows is not coming, and puts him in a better way than which they can call the play and be more <clears> successful. <throat> now he doesn't have a hot guy in his face throwing a hot. He can now take his time, let the play develop, and get the ball down the field. Those are all things you have with these walkthroughs. You can ask questions. You can see things happening. It's a fast-paced walk, uh, run-through as opposed to a walkthrough. Okay. That's interesting. I, I, yeah. Cause I always, you know, again, the assumption is it's nothing you're doing. You guys are screwing around the whole time, but it sounds like it's a lot more. No, it's not more that. And, 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 and you know, it's got, he, why can't he, he can read defenses. You know, it, 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 he wouldn't be an NFL. He couldn't read the defense. He would not be starting. If he couldn't read, he can read defenses, but a lot of the time. Jalen, you talk about Jalen. Jalen. Yeah. Jalen. He said he can't read it. He can read defenses, but people have to understand when you out there and, 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 and you know, everything mm-hmm. is cooking, you know, the fire yep. is right there. You know what I'm saying? It's going 100 miles an hour. It'd be hard for you to go out there and see things happen as fast as you, you know, as, as, as he mm-hmm. sees. Man, everything is happening in front of him so fast, a microsecond. People don't understand when you're in college, you're playing with maybe two or three All Americans. When you get to the NFL, all those guys are All Americans. Mm-hmm. All those guys have played the highest level in college. Now they're in the NFL. Now you have the biggest, strongest, fastest players in the world that are out there trying to get him. So, you know, it's not fair to say, all right, he can't read defense. He can read them. It's just, you know, is everybody on the same page? He couldn't His get reaction that. time. Yeah. You couldn't get that with Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager did not, if he saw a blitz, he didn't know what to do with the blitz. He might not have ran a slant. Right? If, for instance, he might have a hot player. When a receiver sees, it's not just the quarterback that sees the hot player. 
The receivers have to see the hot player. The tight ends have to see the hot player. And the mm-hmm. back has to because they have certain responsibilities. Once they see a linebacker disappear, that running back has to either run a slant or slant and go or just make eye contact with the quarterback so he knows that this guy's going to be hot and he can get the ball to him. How many? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. How many times have you seen quarterbacks where they see a hot linebacker come that they're supposed to have a slant there and he's throwing a slant because that's the read. Once the linebacker disappears, he's going to throw behind that linebacker where the slant is supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? And he doesn't run there and all of a sudden the safety picks it off. That's an interception for Hurts. But it, it, you know, nobody it's, knows it, that 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 wide receiver is supposed to run a slant in that yeah, area behind him. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know, there's so many things that happen on a field that you don't see and you don't know, but you think it's somebody else when it's actually somebody else. Right. Well mm-hmm. said, good stuff, Barrett. Really yeah, good breakdown there, man. Good stuff. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back. Bo Wolf's going to join us from the Athletic. Uh, Bo, uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier, had Bo and Zach Berman, I think, co-authored this piece. It's sort of a remit. It's, it's taking you down memory lane with Jason Kelsey and some cool anecdotes from his his uh, his career thus far. So we'll talk to him about that and, of course, everything he's observed at camp because he's down there every day as well. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, time to let you know about the great folks at Razor Technology. All right, IT infrastructure environments are more complex and heterogeneous than ever before. Consequently, Teams struggle to respond to pressing issues with the speed necessary to promote positive business results and the data that powers predictive monitoring and automation is left unexploited. Razor Technology addresses this challenge with a holistic approach that connects every part of an organization's technology assets, enabling proactive and secure IT operations without sacrificing the agility that drives innovation. Razor Technology automates monitoring and management to bolster IT teams that are feeling stretched thin. And it improves auditing and reporting procedures so that actionable insights find their way to the leaders that need them most. Save time and money on your IT and cloud services to secure your organization with leading end-to-end infrastructure solutions by calling Razor Tech today at 866-797-3282. That's 866-797-3282. Or visit us online at Raisin. Razor, razor Razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV. Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis, and we are joined by one of the men who covers the Eagles and the NFL with great aplomb. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Bo underscore Wolf, W-U-L-F. And uh, he and his partner in crime, Zach Berman, have a really good uh, piece today on uh, Jason Kelsey. Some really cool remembrance of him. Bo Wolf, what's up, my man? How you doing? Thanks for having me, guys. How are you? Well, good, man. Good to see you. The, uh, What's up, bro? The Kelsey stuff. I'm sorry. What was the impetus for the Kelsey stuff today? Well, you know, it's you know when you have a guy who's like who's been in the locker room so long, you're like, what's you're trying to think what's a different angle uh, we can take here. Um, but you know, it you know, I always do these games sometimes of trying to figure out like you know how many how many touchdown passes a guy has thrown to somebody or how many guys he's started with. And, and Kelsey obviously has been with the Eagles. This is his twelfth season. He started next to 28 guys. And so, you know, I, I went looking, Zach and I went went looking for some perspective that only the guys who have played next to him can give us. You know, we hear so much about how smart he is on the field. But for us, you know, uh, you know, you know, Ninkin poops on the sideline. How do we really know <laughs> what he's doing? Like, what? how does that play out? And so, you know, Halapula Vati Vaitai told a great story of a, a blitz, a fake blitz that he recognized against the Giants. And it was funny, like Jason Kelsey said something in the spring about how like your uh, your legacy is like the teammates that you've played with. And, you know, the guys who were there before you and also the guys who are going to be here long after. And I think it says a lot about Kelsey that all of these teammates that we talked to were so eager to share their stories of Jason Kelsey. I mean, take Big V, for example, like. You know, he was here for for four years. I was in the locker room with him every day, and you know, had had a good a few good conversations with him, but they were always very short. 
I get him on the phone to talk about Kelsey, and he's just like doing a monologue for 15 <laughs> minutes. I got to cut him off. It's unbelievable. So it was, it was a fun story to do. Very cool, man. Good stuff. That's what it's all hey, about, Bo. man. You know. Yeah. I'm sorry, but um, for the last several years, all we've heard, and this is from Kelsey firsthand, is that he's contemplated retirement. If you were a betting man, is this a swan song this year? It's so hard. And, it, you know, it has felt like that for a while. Um, you know, I did a story with with Kelsey in, uh, I think, 2019, where, you know, I, w- I went to him every week and he would tell me what was like the specific things that were going on with his body, like, you know, his the the, the back aches and, the you know, the, the fingernails getting ripped off and, and like all the knee stuff and all that goes and then like save that for. It would go out at the end of the season so that, you know, uh, opposing defensive linemen couldn't like go after his knee if his Mm. knee was hurting. And that was a really eye opening story for me, just like what he goes through and the the physical toll of a season on on a player like him. And that was that was three seasons ago. Like he he, he played that season and then two more. It's been crazy. Um, And he's I think he is like a little bit surprised at how good he feels that, you know, he said something in the offseason about how he sort of credits like Nick Sirianni's. Uh, practice style over the course of the season and helping keep him healthy down the stretch. If I'm a betting man, I think I, I probably would guess that this is the last one, but I mm-hmm. think, I think I, I trust that he really does take it year by year and see how his body feels. And I think if he feels as good next off season, as he felt this off season, and, and is, if he is having as much fun as he says that he's having, then, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past him to, to come back. But I mean, you draft mm-hmm. Cam Jurgens in the second round, it does feel like this is probably it. Well, he he doesn't mind that at all. You know, he's he's uh he's done so much. I keep and I and, you know people think that I'm lying when I say he's held together by bubble gum and, and duct tape. But you know, you could just tell. I mean, just from a player looking at a player at this point in his career and knowing what he has to do when he gets up. You know, rolling out of bed. He's probably literally rolling out of bed, picking himself up, going. You know, what I'm saying using the restroom, and then by the time he gets to work. He's probably there six o'clock in the morning just to get lewd up enough to walk around and go and then have to practice after that is definitely trying, man. But, you know, just go show, you know, how much respect that he has for the game that he's still playing. But I doubt seriously, if he wasn't playing at a high level, that he would really come back anyways. You know what I'm saying? I think that he still feels as though he's just as good as any center in the league. And that's why he is coming back. Has he said anything about, you know, where he has, uh, where he thinks he is as far as uh, other centers in the league, as opposed to, you know, where it was five years ago? He hasn't come out and said that in in that many words, but I mean, he's he's being paid more than any other center in the league. Right. So I think, oh, wow. he, knows, ah, da, da. I think he knows his market value. Right. That, that he is uh, playing like one of the best centers in the league. And to your point, you know, he has said, like, the reason I'm still playing football is the cafeteria, like, you know, to hang out with the guys like that camaraderie is, is so dear to him, but I yep. think right, like he's a prideful guy as uh, if, if he, if his level dropped, um, I think that would mean a lot to him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Bo, let me, uh, I want to piggyback off of that, what you said about Kelsey and, and the way that the, the camp is run and how it's aided him. Um, and I'm sure the other veterans would echo that. So obviously much has been made of it and was made of it last year too, mind you. Um, but uh, we haven't spoken to you regarding this. Do you think they're doing too little or do you feel the time spent is very efficient and it makes sense to take the bigger picture view? You know, it's uh, it makes sense to me now, like the uh, the reporter who stands on the sideline and watches practice, 
is like itching for more action. Like give me some, some Oklahoma drills on day one, like let's get after it. Um, But the, you know, you put yourself in the mind of the coach and the front office. I think it makes sense Um, for one, like this is the way that the league is going. It's not like the Eagles are, are alone in, in this plan. And I think it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act. You know, you've got keep your starters healthy. Uh, so they're ready for week one versus like we're going to lose. If we do that, we're going to lose some time evaluating the bottom of the roster guys. Like we're, those guys are not going to get as many reps and we might not have the full evaluation that we would have in years past. And that is a, a, a push and pull, but I think you would definitely lean towards it's more important to make sure that our starters are ready for week one. And, and I think, you know, to, there, there, there are some uh, variables at play, but I think, to the most part, like the, the proof is in the pudding. If they make it to, to week one healthy uh, and they were pretty healthy last year, then then I think it was mm-hmm. worth it. Mm. I love how physical, um, you know, this offensive line and their spearhead and, and, and Kelsey's like right there in the middle of it, you know. But how much worth, you know, what, what do you think if you put just the worth of Kelsey in that locker room, not just with the offensive line, but as far as being a leader on this team, you know, what would you set him as far as the last, you know, what 10 years you know with having a leader and the leadership his leadership capabilities i mean i know jason peters was there you know he's up there with donovan you know those guys how big of an influence is he up with those guys yeah i mean you know the over the last decade the guys i've covered the guys that come to mind are are peters and malcolm jenkins and jason kelsey it's it's those three guys i feel like um in terms of like the sway they have in the locker room the the presence that they carry the amount of time they're willing to give, you know, of themselves for the team and like how much they care. I think those are the guys who, who really, you know, come to the forefront for me. And then you've got, you know, I, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting guys. Like I'm probably underselling Brandon Graham. Like nobody is more dedicated mm-hmm. to the Eagles mm-hmm. than Brandon Graham. And I loved what he said yesterday, uh, you know, with all of this hullabaloo about uh, Miles Sanders working with the second team, like Brandon Graham has been working with the second team all yeah. camp for the most part. And he said, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever whatever I can do to help the team. That's fine with me, as long as I'm not with a third team, which, you know, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think the Eagles have been have been pretty fortunate over the past decade that they have had some of these these mainstays. Hey, Bo, who has impressed you most in camp up to this point? Mm, good question. It's like starters or, or lower level guys. It, it doesn't make a difference. Somebody that just caught you. Somebody who's just caught your eye and you said, wow, you know. Well, you know, this is like uh, maybe this is unfair to Kelsey, but but uh, Cam Jurgens has looked very good to me. Um, okay. The second round pick, he's he's looked a little bit like the the questions about him coming in were like, could he hold up to uh, strength and physicality? And he has shown mm-hmm. that, um, especially in one on ones. Like Jordan Davis had a, had a good day two days ago or two practices ago, but when he went up against Cam Jurgens, Cam Jurgens stoned him. Um, so he's mm-hmm. been impressive. I think that, like you know, you can tell that that AJ Brown uh, is going to bring a different dynamic to this offense. There's no, diff- no there's no doubt that like what he brings is is something that they haven't had or, or didn't have last year. And like Jalen Hurts has completed way more passes to him than anybody else, I think, by by a long shot. Um, so that's that's been impressive in terms of the starters. Those are the two guys who, who stand out. I mean, I, I think we have talked about Marcus Epps before uh, with you guys, mm-hmm. and I think he has mm-hmm. been very good. He, he I still believe he is the best safety on the team, which is definitely a low bar. But uh, I think that he has uh, he, he has done what he has needed to do so so far through camp. 
All right. On the flip side of that, and, and, and granted, I understand this is not, we're not tackling to the ground. It's been one fully padded practice and all that, but is there anybody that you, there's, you're a little bit concerned, uh, whether it's struggling to pick up the system if they're new or just not really showing out, uh, and anybody fall into the, the latter category, the opposite category that you just mentioned? You know, like individually, none of the projected starters have, have, uh, checked that box for me. I feel like everybody has sort of been, as expected. I mean, you know, James Bradbury has come in and looked very good. You, you take all of this stuff with a grain of salt in training camp, right? You're, you're trying to see, like, as long as they're within, like, the 20 to 80 percentile expectations that you have, it's fine. Like, especially for veterans, they know what they're doing. They're just trying to get ready for the regular season. Um, like, lower-level guys who need to make uh, an impact and haven't. I mean, Kayvon Wallace, I think, is, is on my radar there. Um, you know, this is year three for him. He's had some flashes in, in summers past and has had trouble staying healthy. Uh, I think he has a chance to be maybe overtaken at that safety spot. Uh, Andre Sachere has, has played well, and even Josiah Scott was getting some safety reps at practice yesterday. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Kayvon Wallace's roster chances. Um, you know, some people have said N'Kobe Dean has not stood out yet, and, and that's sort of true. Like some of the other linebackers have made flash plays. But I, to me, and I don't know how you feel about this, guys, but like linebacker is is the hardest position for me to really evaluate in training camp because they're not hitting. Mm -hmm. We don't know yep. exactly what they're supposed to read. And like I, I sort of trust that um, what what everybody says, that N'Kobe Dean is like being in the right place wh when he's supposed to be. Mm. OK, yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up N'Kobe Dean because. I've also, you know, I've heard on a number of play, uh, number of occasions where Nicobe Dean hasn't really been standing out, so to speak. Do you think they're overly cautious in terms of guarding him with that pack? If the pack is a problem, they say it's a not. But do you think they're being just a little bit overly cautious with him, just to keep him on the safe side? I don't. I don't think it's a physical thing. I really don't. Um, okay. That could be. That could be possible. Um, but I mean, he's still out there a lot, right. um, and he's getting reps with the second team. He actually got his first reps with the first team for a couple snaps and periods yesterday, um, which I thought was interesting. But I, I don't; it doesn't seem to me like he's limited in any way. I think it's mm -hmm. just sort of bringing along a, a, a rookie, and they are like they're deeper at linebacker than they have been in the past. I mean, TJ yep. Edwards looks good. Kaiser White uh, obviously comes with uh, with expectations, and even Davion Taylor, who um, it's like this still this wide range of outcomes for him. He's he's looked better than he ever mm -hmm. has. So that that linebacker group is is in better shape than it has been certainly in the past couple of years. Okay. You know, when you look at, um, when you look at the offensive line and, 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 and right guard, you know, say Amalo just locked things down. Is it, is it still a competition or is he just farring out the best um, right guard we have in camp? Yeah, that, this was a little surprising to me. I was expecting there to be a competition. Um, and like on day one, before the first practice, Nick Sirianni basically said, you know, we're going to go with Isaac Sayamalo there. Like, it's important for us to have continuity. We want those guys to work as much together as they can, which makes sense because obviously Sayamalo and Lane Johnson have not they've, – they've been on the same line together but not next to each other before. Right. Um, so that makes sense. And, you know, if it was going to be a competition, you would see Jack Driscoll working with the second team at right guard, but he's been working at right tackle with the second team, like, exclusively. He has taken no guard reps. Uh, even Cam Jurgens has taken no guard reps. He's only been at, at center. So – uh, I'm I'm a little bit surprised that this isn't even like those guys have a chance with the second team to maybe impress and like on on like on the low like come up for the job like right week one and maybe there's a Sam Ali trade or something like that. It hasn't even been uh, like a covert battle like that. It's been it's this is Isaac's job and that's the way they're going.
Bo, I'll ask you what I ask all of our reporters who were on hand there. Um, how do you see the return game shaking out? It's going to be interesting. Uh, like, I think there Don't was say Jalen Rager. Don't say it. He's, He's got to say it. He's got to. Well, I mean, he has been working there, but I, 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 I'm with you, Gunnar. Like, I, don't, I do not trust him, and I don't right. think they can trust him there. Right. Um, you know, Rager has, has, has definitely been a little bit more consistent this summer than he ever has. Um, I was talking about this yesterday on, on our, our podcast, Birds with Friends, with, with Zach Berman. There's, like, there's two things with Rager. There's the, the commodity and the player, and the commodity for the Eagles – is sort of a, a sunk cost at this point. I think they would love to get anything they can get for him uh, to save money if, if they can trade him. On this mm-hmm. roster, if he's at best the number five receiver, that means he has to contribute on special teams, and I, I think we agree that that's probably not going to happen. There, and then there's the player, and yet you feel bad for the guy, and you give him a lot of credit for working through things and coming out every day and showing up. He had a really good practice yesterday, had a, had a couple nice catches and got to work with the ones for the first time because Quez Watkins left practice. But as a returner, I'm with you. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, you know, there was some excitement about Britton Covey coming in. Um, mm-hmm. You can't really judge him as a returner until we see it in preseason games. He's been a little bit underwhelming to me as, as an offensive player. Um, and then the other guys who, who are there are sort of the usual uh, cast of characters. You know, Greg Ward, Kenny Gainwell, Jason Huntley. I think Huntley has like the most juice as a kickoff returner, but I don't know if they're willing to carry him on the, on the roster for that job. Who do you see at this point um, being the fourth and fifth wide receiver then, if that's well, the case? I, I mean, I think it's Pascal. He's going to be the number four, but he's got to get on the field. He's been dealing with this. Yeah, this, this illness. Yeah, this um, food poisoning. Food he has, poisoning. He's been out a week. He hasn't been on the field yet. Um, he was he was watching practice yesterday, so I, I assume that means that he's ready to come back soon. Um, but given his history with Sirianni and like the, the expectation that this offense will be familiar to him, I would imagine that he's still going to get that number four job. And then if it's not Rager, um, it's an interesting competition for who gets a spot. You know, Greg Ward, I think they like. You know, everybody loves him in the locker room. He's very dependable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they want to guarantee his contract, uh, which would be the case because he's a vested veteran now, but uh, he would be the, the leader there. And then like down roster guys like Dion Kane is a guy is a veteran who's, who's looked pretty good so far. But I think that's more of a case of like a third year veteran working against third teamers should look good. And so he's, right, he's looked fine, right. but I don't think it's like good enough to really make a real push. Are we are we really like um, eighteen minutes into this interview? I don't think we've asked him about Jalen Hurts, have we? Have we gone? Down the hurt? I'm I'm surprised it took this long to get to Dion <laughs> Kane. Yeah, I'm like I'm like what is, what is happening here? But you know, a lot's been made. We go through this thing where it's like, and I get it. Everything's charted now. We're, we're keeping track of every single throw that he makes. But what's your sense of where he's at? I mean, is, is this kind of where you should be at this point in training camp? Is he a little behind? Is he a little ahead? Is he? Where, where is he in your estimation? Well, I think the first thing is like thinking about the context of, of practice. And it's interesting because Jalen and Sirianni have sort of said different things. Like yesterday, Jalen Hurts was talking about how he approaches practice. And he was saying, you know, it's, it is a lot different than a game. Um, you try some things in practice that you wouldn't try in a game. Uh, for one, because you want to give the defense a look like, you know, you're sort of wasting the secondary's time if you run out of bounds or throw the ball away if you're scrambling, right? Um, so you sort of try to force things. Um, and it's it's a, it's a different atmosphere. Um, this is when you try to find out what works. Yeah. Whereas Sirianni was talking about how, you know, Hertz has thrown three interceptions in team periods over the course of camp so far. 
and he was going through them and he's you know there were two of them that he said were were understandable like when you make a uh you know marcus epps made a great play on a pass to dallas goddard that's you tip your cap marcus epps made a great play there was one where avante maddox made a, a nice leaping play and and sirianni said you know i would like to see hertz check that one down but then there was one where where hertz was rolling to his left and tried to throw it across his body and, and fit it into a tight window and Andre Sachere picked it off. And that was the one where Sirianni said, well, that's the one we want to work on. We need him to be a better decision maker because that's not the kind of throw we want him to make in a game. And so there's a little bit of a difference because Hertz is like, I'm going to try that because now's the time to try it. And Sirianni's thinking, well, I want you to do what you're doing in games. Games. Yeah. But in terms of like how he's done, I think he's been, I think he's been pretty good. Uh, not great, but pretty good. Certainly better than last year. Um, he's gotten the ball to uh, A.J. Brown a lot. I thought the most encouraging thing he he did was yesterday. There was a there was a blitz in his face, like coming from the left side, and he very quickly was able to check to his hot read, which was AJ Brown coming across the field into that same vacated area. And there was no hesitation. He knew exactly what his job was, and it was a huge play. Uh, it would have been a huge play, and so. Uh, I, well, I, I just talked about that, Bo. I just talked. Yeah, about Barrett it. just did a masterclass on it before you came on. Well, and that was a, <laughs> what was interesting is I was watching that play because that was N'Kobe Dean's first defensive snap with the ones, mm. and N'Kobe Dean is the one who had to who had to chase AJ Brown across the field because there were there were blitzers and like N'Kobe Dean is a good athlete. He's not that good of an athlete, and so he's trailing mm. behind, and AJ Brown gets the ball in space as as I'm sure you described, and it would have been a huge play. So, I mean, listen, the things that Sirianni said about Hurts in the offseason that he needs to get better at accuracy and decision making um we won't really know if that's the case until the season comes mm -hmm. but it seems uh at least to me incrementally better than it, it was at, at least at this time last year if you're if you're a betting man do you expect to see any of the ones in any preseason game whatsoever since more teams are getting away from that <laughs> well i think that they'll tell you that the 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 joint practices are uh like the like well the that's what it is preseason games right? yeah i'm sure we'll see a couple guys like it depends on how we define ones because there are only so many uh there's so many reps to go around but yeah I mean, the, the Kelsey's, the Graham's, the Lane Johnson's. I don't think we're going to see those guys a ton. Mm -hmm. I would be, I actually, I think I would be surprised if we don't see like one series of Jalen Hurts. Um, I really? Agree. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. Being... I'm serious. I'm not even being sarcastic. You think right. we'll get a series? I think we so, might get one series of Jalen Hurts. Bo, I had to laugh at D Gum when he said it. Now I'm laughing at you too. There's no way we see those guys out there because it's, it's just with. This new wave NFL does, and the fear um, of injuries, the multitude yeah, of injuries. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, I, I doubt seriously, but you mean you're closer to the to, to that team than than I am every day, man. And if you see it, man, maybe he needs that. Maybe he needs to go out there and see, you know, fully, you know, live reps just to have. Some. Yeah, I don't think they're going to call a read option and get him hit, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if they. <laughs> I would love that one series. I would love, and I think that Jalen would love that also. What to call a read option? <laughs> no, to to to, to oh, play in a no. preseason game. Yeah. Oh, oh, to play in a preseason game. Yeah. I, I think that is necessary just to get the speed of the game because you know even going from preseason to the regular season, it amps up twenty percent once you hit the field, and it all counts. It amps up twenty percent as far as how fast the game is, the effort guys give, and when it counts, you know you got to be out there, man, because you don't know. What game is going to keep you from getting to the playoffs? So, but if, yeah, but if he if he goes out there and he plays, let's say five, six, seven snaps, and all he's doing is handoff right, handoff left, why put him out there? Yeah, well, well, yeah but Bo, here's the other thing: a couple throws. I mean, Don't you, know, you have to have your starting O line out there too to have him not get killed? Well, that's yeah. right. I think I, I think I think if Jalen's out there, you got the ones out there. Maybe not 
Like you could trust Cam Jurgens at center and Jack Driscoll at right tackle if you want to let Kelsey and Lane have the night off. Okay. But I think I think you're right. You do want most of those guys out there if, if Jalen's out there. Right. If, if uh, let's say Kelsey sits, do you think it would be Jurgens? We get the nod as the starting one. In, Definitely. If Kelsey was down for sure. So he's the backup in, in your yes. estimation there. Okay. Look, we, nothing but rave reviews about him. You know about Jurgens, like you said earlier. So that's a that's a positive, man. I mean, if he he gets out there right away, uh, we didn't ask you about Jordan Davis. You know, Jordan Davis is a guy who I, I, you know, at least, uh, again, by what you hear, has flashed a few times. What's your sense of him and just the, seeing that size up close and personal? Yeah, I mean, he definitely stands out. He, you can you can tell which one is Jordan Davis when you look on the field. <laughs> um, he's been good. I don't think he's I don't think he's been amazing. Um, I think he's he's still learning and still figuring things out. He, he was describing how you know this is a different technique for him. In at Georgia, it was more read and react and now it's get up field um but he's gonna play a lot there's no doubt about it i mean especially considering uh like the the how much jonathan gannon wants to incorporate these odd fronts when there are going to be like three quote-unquote defensive tackles on the field at the same time uh davis is going to play a lot um fletcher cox javon hargrave milton williams that's about as good of, of a top four as i think there is I'm not so sure. Like, you know, the big question with, with Jordan Davis is, is he ever going to have that pass rush impact? Like that's he, he needs to if it's going to justify, you know, trading up to the 13th pick. But I think there is there is probably a a pretty high floor for Jordan Davis. Right. Because even if he doesn't develop that, he should still be a pretty good like, you know, run stuffing defensive tackle and, and a presence in the middle of that defense. Last question for me, Bo. Um, is Gannon putting himself in a position to be called more aggressive defenses. Do you see it now? I hope Gannon? so, man. <laughs> I hope so. I'm tired of watching this passive defense. That's not Philadelphia. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect because he's got all the pieces. Um, there are no excuses for this defense not to be a top 10 defense, uh, given all the holes that they've plugged and the money they've invested. Um, but I don't know if we're going to see it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Like, you know, a guy like Hassan Reddick, who is as who has been as good of a pass rusher as there is the past couple of years, he still needs to be schemed up a little bit, right? Like it's not just line up and go for Hassan Reddick. He needs to have a little mm-hmm. bit of, of help in terms of the scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, is he going to be dropping a lot? I don't know. We'll see. Um, and like, are they going to be, are, are the, are the linebackers and safeties going to be playing as deep as they were on third downs last year? I think the safeties will be, I think uh, I would hope that the linebackers because they've gotten better can be playing a little bit more up close. I'm I'm curious. I mean, though, his blitz numbers, you would expect because you have Reddick just thinking about it. Like if Reddick's on the field, that means that you have to have some kind of disguise if he's coming or not. And so you would expect that the, the blitz numbers are going to increase. I hope that's the case. Uh, I think I think I'm with you guys. Like, let's let's yeah. let's see it. This is that's not defense. Let's go. Let's go and get the quarterback. Let, let me throw this out here for all three of you getting it back to the quarterback. I can see this happening in the preseason. Gardner Minshew plays all three preseason games, makes all these plays against twos and threes. And before the regular season kicks off, we start with this Minshew mania stuff again. And all of a sudden you got people Minshew versus Jalen Hurts. Now tell me you don't see that happening. Well, I'm sure there will always be some people uh, who who will see that and maybe have that reaction. I will tell you that, that Gardner Minshew has, has been very up and down in camp thus far. He had a pretty bad day on uh, Tuesday, yesterday, 
through a couple interceptions and the second team offense as a, as a group was very sloppy. Um, but you're right. I mean, like Gardner Minshew going up against backups is like a good recipe for him. He can just sort of run around mm-hmm. and find open guys. Mm-hmm. But um, aside from like the people who are always going to call for uh, the white backup quarterback, I think mm-hmm. it, nobody serious is going to take that seriously. We incorporated the racial element into the backup. I mean, I'm that, just being honest. That comment, right. There's a common deal when you drop the mic and just walk off the stage, yeah. just like yeah. the rapper. There you Gardner go. Minshew. Backup. In case we're going to start that craziness that Gunner just introduced, he can't. Uh, you don't. Uh, you don't think that's a possibility? It could happen. <sighs> yes. I hope it's not a possibility. Sadly, I'm yes. telling you, it's not uh, fair. But you know, it's going to happen. I hear you. I, he's, He'll he's, hit Jalen Rager on a couple big passes. Then it'll get uh, people excited. Yeah. God. I'm trying to think because otherwise, the, the you know the, the down roster receivers are not that great. So it's going to yeah. have to be it's going to have to be Jalen Rager unless you want you want like three Noah Tangi touchdowns as long as Jalen's not upset by something John Clark tweets I mean he should be dialed in and, and ready to go because that's you know that's what I want him worried about tweets uh anyway uh Bo great stuff man uh you, keep bro. checking you out at the athletic yeah. as well as on Twitter at Bo underscore wolf excellent job Bo we appreciate a couple minutes man Thank appreciate you. you man thanks guys all right, you All got right, it. Care, that bro. is Bo Wolf. All right, good stuff there from uh, great from Bo. stuff from him. Great stuff from him. Insights. All right, so we come back. Uh, we're going to dig into the NFL MVP, Player of the Year on offense, Player of the Year on defense. Our predictions. We'll do that. All right, when... hey guys, I got to go on a walkabout. All right. All right, you do your thing, B. Jump <laughs> off, right, we'll, yep. we'll, we'll see you, brother. All right, yep. Barry Brooks. Hopping off uh, momentarily here, but uh, we'll come back. We'll continue all those discussions, Gunner. We got a lot more in store for you for the final hour of the program, including we'll get a little bit more into Vince Scully and just what an amazing career he had as well. We'll do that to uh, close the show out. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe Barrett. Uh, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services. Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off your property. We offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem you may face. So, do you have any type of tree issues in your yard or property? If you do, we're just a quick phone call away. We are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind here, storm and hurricane season is coming up. Now is a great time to have your trees evaluated. You go to their Facebook page or Instagram for more information and a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. That's 610-850-2848 or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Third and final hour of the program. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn with you on this Wednesday. Barrett had to hop off for some uh, other duties, as we say. Uh, We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. If you missed any of our interviews today or over the last few weeks, last few months, you can always go to jacobsports.com, Jacob Sports YouTube Network as well. We, uh, We podcast all of our interviews, so you can catch all those today we had on David Murphy a little bit earlier to talk about the Phillies trade deadline stuff. And then, of course, Bo Wolf with The Athletic. We just wrapped up with him talking birds and Eagles training camp. All right, Gunner. So we always like to work in in just an NFL segment if we right, can. Right, right. Uh, getting getting us, you know, leading up. We're not that far away. What's today? The third. So we're about a month and eight days away. Actually, that's from the first Sunday. So we're about tomorrow would be what? Uh, a month, right? First Thursday, uh, first games, yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. Somewhere around there, so we're getting pretty close. Uh, nonetheless, um, I, I was thinking about this today. I'm like, you know, there's a there's a real going to be a real race in particular uh, in the AFC with with some of the loaded teams that they have. But nonetheless, right, right. MVP of the NFL, the order last year, just to jog everybody's memory, it went Rodgers, Brady, and. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Okay. Yep. And then in for, for offensive player of the year, it was Cup, uh, Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. Brady, Rogers. And then defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, yep. Micah Parsons, Aaron Donald. So that was your yep. they were your order there for uh for each of these major awards. First off, is it, you do you have any beef with any of that that went no, down last year, the way the voting not. played out? Well, you know what? I will say this. Tom Brady led the league in um, passing yards, touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers finished 10th in passing. 
No, yeah, you know, but Tom Brady threw 43 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers threw 37 touchdowns and only four interceptions. And yet, look at the numbers quarterbacks above Aaron Rodgers put together, and yet Rodgers ended up winning the MVP of the league. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm trying to figure out what is the criteria? What is the measure measuring stick for winning this thing? The guy who finished 10th in the league in passing, okay, is the QB rating coupled with touchdowns, a uh, few interceptions? Um, yeah. You know, because for a guy, a guy 44 years old, still leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns, you can't overlook that. But yet he no. didn't win it. So that, that just shocked me. And so when I, when we decided to talk about this list now, I'm right. thinking the criteria is messed up because I, I don't know what they're looking for in terms of what a league MVP is. I, yeah, it's a, you know what? It, it, I guess some of it is just subjective, right? It's not cut and dry, you know, numbers or and it's certainly it shouldn't be about how you do in the playoffs because it's a regular no, season award, no. right? Um, right. Yeah, no, I, I know it's fair. I mean, I, maybe it's a little easier to decipher, uh, let's say, defensive player because because the amount of sacks Watt had, maybe. Right. Um, right. Parsons had such an impact almost all over the place. Um, and Donald, but too. at least Donald, at, at least Parsons was the defensive rookie of the year, so he was acknowledged he got for what he did yeah. on the football field. He got something out of this deal, right? Um, but but when you look at the criteria across the board, you know, when you ask me about defensive player of the year, the first player that comes to my mind every year is going to be Aaron Donald for what he does, right. the position he plays, and this guy's double digit sacks every year for a defensive tackle. That's unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know, that puts him at the top of the list right there. But TJ Watt. Came what a half half sack short of tying Michael Strahan's record, I believe it was, for quarterback sacks in the season. Yeah, and that's being mistaken. hurt at the end of the year too. He was pretty banged yeah. up. Uh, yep. you know, missing parts of games and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, we look, he's a dominant force. He's in a perfect system for him too in Pittsburgh. That defense that they play, right, and some right. of that's that. But you're right. I mean, look, I'm, I'm looking at these. Can I really argue with, with the year that Cooper Cup had or Jonathan Taylor that these guys shouldn't have been? In the conversation, I do find it interesting though. Rodgers and Brady are one two in MVP, mm-hmm. yet Cup is ahead of them for offensive player of the year. Right. You know what? I think there's a scenario this year where you could have two quarterbacks winning the league MVP and offensive player of the year. Uh yeah. I mean, but, think but about let, that. let's let's face it too. I mean, for the most part, the MVP, they're usually going to err on the side of an offensive player. It's, it's yes, sort of like are. the Heisman Trophy. I mean, right. very much, very much like that. All right, so let's um, let's dig in. Let let's let's save the MVP for last. Okay, let's MVP work our for way. Last, okay, let's go defense first. Okay, defensive right. player of the year. I'll give you first crack, and then I'll give you mine. Give All me right, your your three. Oh. You want to go in threes, or how do you want to do? Yeah, it? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go top three. I think uh, right. my number one will be Michael Parsons. He had 13 okay. sacks this year, and he's already said he 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 wants to get at least 15 sacks this year. Okay. Um, I don't care how, how you try to slow this guy down. He's going to find a way to get to the quarterback. They've been trying to slow T.J. Watt down for a couple of years, and all he did, even though he was hurt, still had 22 and a half sacks last year. Incredible. So good, good players are going to find ways to make plays. Good defensive coordinators are going to find ways to put their best defensive players in positions to make plays. So Michael Parsons is my number one. My number two is Aaron Donald. How many times has Aaron Donald won Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, at least three, I yeah. believe. At least three. Yeah. And, got and paid my too. number, my number, yeah, and my number three will be T.J. Watt. Okay. My, and so I'm going Michael Parsons, Aaron Donald, T.J. Watt with my sleeper, my sleeper being Miles Garrett. Oh, okay. Go, yeah. 
All right. I like that. Look, we're, we're very much along the same lines. I have it a little okay. bit different. Okay. I actually went Parsons one. Yep. Okay. That's what I did. I, I went Parsons one. I know. Here's where we, where we flip. Okay. I'm sorry. We, okay. we, we flipped with two and three. I went Watt to Donald Ooh. three. Okay. Um. I, by the way, I called. never, if you would have told me, yeah, there's a younger Watt coming along. Who's going to be better than JJ. Yeah. I, okay. Sure. There is. But, you know, he's he's amazing. I'm not saying career-wise he's better. I'm just saying, right. you know, he's got a chance. Um, for all the reasons you just laid out with Parsons, I, I just think, too, you know, most people will say, all right, defenses are going to figure him out a little bit. Hey, okay, maybe fair. They'll make some adjustments. But, you know, it's not like he didn't play 17 games. Was he all of a sudden being shut down, you know, week 10 through 17? They yeah. had plenty of film on him then, right, to be able to figure him out, number one. Yeah. Yeah. And number two – that, that's assuming that he's not going to get better. He's not going to exactly. figure out how to counter stuff that they're doing to him that, that they maybe did to him last year. You know what I mean? Like he's going to get better too. He was only in his, he sat out by the way, uh, the 20 season in, yeah. in college football. Yeah. In so that was after not playing football for a year. So I, I just think, I hate to say it, you know, as a, as a cowboy, I just loathe that he's going to, that, that he's that guy, but. I can see Dallas incredible. moving him around to keep, to keep them guessing, keep offenses guessing yep. in terms of trying to find out where he's coming from. So I don't think he's going to be a stationary target in one sh- in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So that's why I say, you know, if, if he was a rookie of the year, he set out 2020, had 13 sacks in his rookie campaign, and he made that Dallas defense. This kid's only going to get better. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, and he's also – he's got an edge to him. Like, he, yeah. is, oh, he yeah. is kind of an angry guy. He's got that – he's got that sort of LT – uh vibe don't you yeah. don't you get yeah. that sort of yes that's a great know, analogy yeah edgy uh but th- knows he's great and i'm and, you know he's confident as hell yeah he's he is trouble man he, um, he can talk it and he can walk it yes now as far as what i mean you're just talking about a pure pass rusher i mean they they're lining up anybody and everybody they're chipping they're trying to give help it doesn't matter what the situation is this guy can beat it and get there and he's crazy athletic and fast absolutely too, on top of everything else so and he's another guy with just an insane motor there's so many so many of these edge guys just have these ridiculous motors and he's certainly one of them i mean you could tell you know like his brother did a hell of a job training him too coming up and teaching him about the nfl oh my goodness the you whole know, family just, is insane yeah and then look yeah. what else is there to say about aaron donald you, you're talking about a guy who has who has dominated now for a very long time in this league and, and shows no signs really of slowing down. He is, exactly, you know, just, just a machine. He is machine. Like I, I started going down a rabbit hole today of just watching him and, and, you know, and, and watching what teams are trying to do to him. Like we always talk about like Fletcher, I right, give Fletcher Cox a break. He's, you know, getting double team, this and that. I'm like, what do you think is happening to Aaron Donald every single game? I mean, he's the one the teams are, are, are trying to, you know, counter and stop each and every time. Um, I'll give you one other thing about him, Derek. He's been around since 2014, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know how many games he's missed since 2014? Two? Two. Okay. Yeah, 2017, he played 14 games. Okay? Wow. This dude is durable. Um, You know, he's only 31. It feels like he's been around, you know, a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just a model of consistency and, you know, he had 12 and a half sacks at the defensive tackle position. I know he had the 20 and a half and 18, which was just beyond ridiculous, 
But he, almost every year, with the exception of, of uh, what is it, 2016, he's right. gone double digits every single year in sacks. You know, so look, this guy to me goes down in any conversation we're having as, as you know, it, with the greats of ever played the game at defensive line. He's that guy. Go, go back to TJ Watt for a moment. You know, Barrett brought it up yesterday. We were talking about Michael Parsons, about teams are going to figure out a ways to slow him down. Okay, let's go back to TJ Watt for a moment. 2018, yeah. he played all 16 games. He had 13 <laughs> quarterback sacks. 2014, played all 16 games, had 14 and a half sacks. 2000, uh, I'm sorry, 2018, 19, okay, so 2020, he played only, he played 15 games, missed one, increased his sack total again to 15. Then you come up to 2021, he missed two games and increased his total by seven and a half to 22 and a half. So that's why I said good players are going to find ways to make plays. A good coordinator is going to identify, knows who his good players are. You're going to move him around. You, he's not going to stay on one side of the field all the time and let people just pick him off. He's right. going to move around. That's why I said Michael, if Michael Parsons said he, he, his goal is to have 15 sacks this year, I'm not going to sit here and doubt him after what he did in his rookie campaign. We got a chance to watch him twice, and that dude was unstoppable. And then we yeah. got to see him play in national games of the week and watched how disruptive he was. He might get 20 sacks this year, to be honest. He he he. It's ve- that's a very attainable goal for him to get 20 quarterback sacks for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yeah, I mean, and they're not afraid to move him around, like you were saying. No, nope. they do with Watkins. He's he impacts the game in a lot of different ways. He's not just a pass rusher. He can play the run. He's athletic enough to to cover guys coming out of the you know the backfield or tight ends or whatever. I mean, he does right. it all. He absolutely and he wants to do it all. He doesn't just want to do one thing. You know. You know, Eagles had a guy years ago, Jason Babbitt. All he would do was rush the quarterback. That's all exactly. he did. He didn't help you yep. any other way. That's not these guys we're talking about. They 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 play the uh, the entire game. So, uh, all right. So that's a good list there. Let's go offensive player of the year. I'll go first on yeah. this one. Go ahead. All right. Josh Allen wins the offensive player of the year Ooh. in Buffalo. Okay. Ooh. Number two, Joe Burrow. Oh, number three, Burroughs wide receiver, Jamar Chase. Oh, okay. So I switched it up a little bit on you here. So I went Josh Allen, Burrow, and then I stuck a wide out in there with Jamar Chase. There were my three. Now, why Josh Allen? Okay. Josh Allen, because I think whatever it was that that they unlocked with Dable when he was there, it's out. It's it's unleashed. It's blooming. Okay. He's got Stephon Diggs. He, Knox is a really good underrated tight end. He's got a running game. It's a good offensive line. He has the ability to kill you with his legs and his arms. He can throw it downfield. He's got good touch on the intermediate stuff. He There isn't a, a weakness in that game. Buffalo's going to be good. They're going to be high profile. They're going to play a lot of national games, which is going to get him more votes. So I'm going to yep. go with Josh Allen. I think Burrow, now that they put an emphasis on, on an offensive line for him, this is you know, I don't think he's going to have any problems coming back from the appendicitis right, or, or right. whatever. But I think the offensive line is, it being better is going to keep this dude upright. And if he's uh, – think about what he did when he got his butt kicked last the last two years. Absolutely. It, remarkable. And I think Jamar Chase cements himself as the best receiver in the game after this season coming up. I think he is numero uno in the game after this year. That's I like your list. I Not like bad. your list. A little different. A little different. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number one is going to be Justin Jefferson. 
Um, in two years, in two years in the league, he's had over three thousand uh, receiving yards. That's phenomenal. He already came out and said he he will be the best wide receiver in the game this season. He will elevate his status to best wide receiver in the game this season. Yeah. And who who better to get involved than, than pass happy Kirk Cousins? You know, if Adam Thielen is healthy. You know, Adam Thielen, it wasn't that long ago, Adam Thielen was the number one right receiver. All of a sudden, this kid Jefferson comes on the st- scene. Thielen's got to take a backseat to Jefferson now, but Jefferson's the man in Minnesota. And I think he's going to get at least 15, 1,600 yards receiving if he stays healthy and double digits and touchdowns. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't stop him. You can't stop him. You can't match up on a man for man. You can't stop him on any route he wants to run. He's just that good. And Minnesota's identified that he's their go-to guy in situations now. So I think Jeff, Justin Jefferson is his time to shine. He's going to back up what he said. Not only will he be the best wide receiver in the game, he will also be the offensive player of the year in the game. Wow, man. Okay, All that's right. big time. Right. That is, that's a big time. That's a bold prediction for an offensive player. I like it. Now, for my number two, I'm going to say Cooper Cup is going to be right there. Matthew Stafford has identified him as his favorite target. That man had a buck 45, almost 2,000 receiving yards, and 16 touchdowns. And if you look at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl game he had, it was very similar to what he went through the latter half of the season. Teams tried to double up on him. You couldn't stop him. They tried to bump him off the line of scrimmage. You couldn't stop him. You look at that final drive that, that the Rams had to win the Super Bowl. Who was Matthew Stafford's go-to guy on that final drive? Without question, who it was Cooper, it was Cooper Cup. Cup. You couldn't yeah. stop him. They tried to they tried to bracket him. They tried to triangle and want him. They couldn't stop him. He'd find a scene. He'd sit down on the scene. He'd get open. He catches the game winning touchdown. Cooper Cup is basically told everybody, "Defend me how you want. You cannot stop me." So Cooper Cup and Jefferson Jefferson are going to be neck and neck. Now my number three, I had to scratch my earlier number three because uh, I realized who was going to be the quarterback. My number three was going to be another wide receiver. Uh, it was going to be Debo Samuel because I think Debo was going to get what he had 1,400 yards. Um, and I think if he got another two, 300 yards, um, you know, in running the ball like he does on those jet sweeps, he was going to have 16, 1,700 yards of total offense. But now that you have Trey Lance in the mix, I don't know if Trey Lance can find him enough to get him the numbers that he just put up. My number three is going to shock you. I'm going to go Derrick Henry, number three. Derrick Henry wants uh-huh. to come back strong. He got injured, got banged up. Uh, missed significant time last year. But if he stays healthy, that man's a running freight train. They're going to try to take as much pressure as they possibly can off Tannehill. Now that A.J. Brown is in Philadelphia, Derrick Henry might get close to 400 carries this year if he stays healthy. If he does get close to 400 carries, Derrick Henry might have over, over 1,700 yards rushing easy this year. I'm going to go with Derrick. Derrick Henry, Henry is my wild card in this one. I love, I love Derrick Henry, man. Yeah. I love the old school workhorse, uh, big bruising, uh, and he's also a great athlete. I, I only the only thing I would worry about with that one, Derrick, yeah. is him holding yep. up. I just worry I agree. that when those guys hit, and he hit, we saw the first kind of in chink in the armor, if you will. Yep. And, you know that yep. was the first one. I wonder if he he doesn't start to sort of fall by falling off. I don't mean he's going to fall off a cliff. I think the numbers start to dissipate a little. And I do worry too. The teams as great as he is, are going to load so much up on him without AJ Brown. Like I don't love Tannehill's weapons, man, on the outside. I don't either. I don't either. So uh, that's going to be interesting to to see what happens there with that. That good choice. I like your choices though. I like where you went with those. (laughs) I do. Um, I just think Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry potentially has hit that that level in his career 
where the body takes a little bit longer to heal. Now he's carried the ball so many times in, in early stages of his career that he's finally starting. Like you said, finally starting to show that he's, uh, he's becoming more mortal than mm-hmm. superhuman for a man to be that big, 250 pounds and just basically blows by safeties and cornerbacks. Wow. You can't catch him. That's a freak of nature. Now I think early on he's going to have his you know pep in his step, but I think he's going to have so many carries, especially if that offense identifies Tannehill can't throw the football the way they want him to do. That eventually he may not get to the finish line, just like last year. But that's why I said if it's a big if. If he holds up, I think Derrick Henry, the one guy I wanted to put in there, but and I love him was Jonathan Al, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh. I, I wanted to put him in there, but I wonder if that was a one hit wonder. He's an outstanding running back. He had nineteen, what nineteen hundred yards rushing was was it? I believe was it that much? Yeah, I, I, I'll pull what did he have? Seventeen hundred, something like that. He had great numbers. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So um, I wonder if that was a one hit wonder in terms of numbers that high. I think he easily gets a thousand yards rushing. I don't know if he gets close to the number he put up the, uh, last year. He had he had. Uh, let's see, he had last year. All right, his stats with the Colts. Yeah. Uh, he had 1,100 yards last year. I'm sorry, 1,800. No, no, no. I was going to say, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He had 1,800. He, he had um, 18 touchdowns, averaged 5.4 yards per carry. Uh, and that's – so, Derek, he incre- increased his yards yeah. on the season yeah. from his rookie year to his second year by almost 700. Uh, that's crazy. Almost a, a half yard per carry, better and seven more touchdowns. This dude is on uh, on the serious ascend. He is ascending and still a very young player as well. I think consistently he's a 1,400 yard back. I think that I don't know if that eighteen hundred was a one hit wonder or not. Um, and that's why I say I could I just couldn't put him up there. I wanted to, but I couldn't put him up there. Plus, he played for that great university, the University of Wisconsin. <laughs> I wanted to give him his props. You know, I had to throw that in there. Uh, good work. No, I just could. I just could. Good job. That's good. Uh, all right. Let's go MVP. Let's go MVP. I, I, let me give you mine and I'll, t- I'll give you my all justification. Right. Okay. I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. And I know people are going to mm-hmm. say, are you kidding me? He doesn't have Tyreek Hill. I think that he and Big Red are on a mission. He still has Travis Kelsey. He still has a, a really good offensive line. He yep. still has rece- he has receivers that that, that that like a that were already there that want to step up and b other guys who went there that want to prove themselves. Um, I think, I think he has heard some of the noise that he's not going to be the same guy. Like I said, without Tyreek, and I think he really wants right. to stick it to people. So I think we're going to see not the guy who struggled a little bit at you know in 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 the playoffs last year, you know towards the end there. I think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes like renewed, rejuvenated, not making right. some some of the bad mistakes guy. I think he's going to have a huge year. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, you don't love that one, I know, but I know it's a little bit sort of under the radar because we're, we're not looking at him the same right now, but I think he's going to have a great year. My number one option is Josh. I think this is his year. He had 30. Josh Allen. 30 yeah, I think he had a uh, thirty-six touchdown. He's got to he's got to reduce the interception rate. I think sometimes he gambles a little bit too much. Yep. You know, uh, if he can reduce that interception rate and still put up 35, 38 touchdowns, I think he's he's a prime candidate to be the MVP this year. My number two is Patrick Mahomes for a lot of what you said. I think Patrick wants to prove that he is just as good as he is without Tyreek Hill. They brought in Juju Smith Schuster for him as well. They brought in Marcus Valdez Scanling is for him as well. You still have Miko Hartman there. 
You got Travis Kelsey there. He's got a great complement of people to pass the ball to. And so I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be right up there. Uh, my number three is old man Brady. I think oh. old man Brady is going to be in the mix again. I think Brady's going to throw for 5,000 yards. He's going to throw for 38 to 42 touchdown passes. And I think, you know, everybody's thinking, is this Brady Swan song? You know, they're going to give him as many accolades as they can possibly give him. You look at the collection of pass catchers he has down there in Tampa Bay. You know they're going to run the they're going to throw the ball a lot more than they run the ball in Tampa. Absolutely. So Brady probably is going to put up he might put up 600 passing attempts for the season. If he comes close to that 550, 600, he's going to be right around that 5,000 yard passing mark again. 45 years old, you can't discount a guy 45 years old playing a game with kids and playing at a high level. So those are my th- my three. I also look at Derek the depth of the receiving core that this guy has. Yes. I mean, I, and I know a couple guys like Godwin are coming off injuries, right? I understand that, but right. by the time they get to like mid-season, when yeah. these dudes are all fully healthy, you know, and there's no guarantee Gronk won't come back at some point. You know, <laughs> we always go through right. that exactly. song and dance. But even so, if he doesn't, you got Julio yeah. Jones, Cameron Brait, yep, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You know, what else do you need? Yeah, they, they have Rob, they have some you, serious talent. You and I could throw for 3,000 yards <laughs> behind a decent offensive line of those Now guys. you're getting crazy. But, no, I, I, <laughs> I got you, man. I, I, I just I, – I'm sorry. I can't get over playing – and I know they don't hit like they used to and quarterbacks are especially protected. But playing the sport of, uh, of football in the NFL at 45 years old is, is one of the all-time ridiculous. accomplishments yes. ever. Ever. It's incredible. Um, that's good though. That's a good that was fun. That was a fun little exercise. We'll have to keep we'll have to remember that there's no way we'll remember yeah. it, but somebody's got to keep no. track of this when we as we get towards the uh towards the end of the season. We will we will dive into some of that. All right, See, let's do this. If, if, yeah. You know what though, before you go to break, if if, if yeah. you were a kicker like George Blanda, George Blanda played until he was what? 40 oh what, god 40? Yeah, probably like he was a kicker. Age. Okay, yeah. kicker. So he comes out on the field, maybe four or five plays a, you know, a, a, a game. Mm-hmm. You know, this man is under snap for 60, 50, 60, 70 plays a game. Yeah. He's controlling the offense at 45 years of age and still slinging it with the best of them. Yeah. You can't it's discount a, that. You know, do you do yourself a favor too? <laughs> yeah. Go back and look at a picture of George Blanda at 45 and compare it to Tom Brady. Oh, geez. My man, he, my, he looks my, my man was weathered. Yeah, Blanda was, <laughs> was weathered, and I'm being nice. And Brady looks like a you know a freaking supermodel. I, I don't. You get can it, tell man. he lived a hard life, man. That man yes. lived a hard life. It was a different sport back then, too. To Blanda's credit, he got probably beaten. You know, and like Brady oh, yeah. was never touched the way Blanda was. Anyway, right, right. Um, oh, speaking of that, while we're while we're here, I'm sorry, and I know Barrett kind of half joking and was was defending the players yeah. uh, yesterday, and of course he is because he played. I'm not over this, that Brady just kind of skates away from all this stuff. And, you know, there's like, you know, bombs going off in his wake. You know, Miami, and I'm glad Miami got nailed, but for for a one and a three and the five or whatever else, this is the joke suspension of the owner. How does Brady get nothing? Brady's having conversations with these people when he's still a, a member of another team, and that's just okay. You brought up an interesting fact in our pre-show meeting that I, I was I had overlooked about how many times Brady has been involved in situations like this. What did you say? Three times? Well, there's been Spygate. Now you could say that was Belichick, but he was okay. he's on the team. Okay, 
There's Deflategate, which is directly him. And there's this. So these are three times that organizations have been caught, okay, uh, fined and or lost draft picks. Brady's been a part of all – just give me three incidents. And Brady's been a part of all three. And Brady hasn't had a a thing on him. Like, nothing. Damn good. He's he's, he's, he's he's Teflon Don, man. That's what he is. He's Teflon Don. They're not going to touch down Brady. You're right. If they ever said anything up to this point, they're not going to touch down Brady. He's just as much his fault as the Miami Dolphins are. He knows the rules just like the Miami Dolphins. But not Brady's name is not, not mentioned one iota in terms of being penalized, fined, or suspended. Yeah, it's it, to me, it's laughable. You know, the and the other one is it's I'm, my beef is more with Brady. But just as an aside, right, right. You know, is there any consequences for Sean Payton? Uh, you know, he was still a saint, right? At that point, I can see it, I, Rob. I can see it coming out down the road somewhere that the Dallas Cowboys have had conversations with Sean Payton at least. Oh, hundred percent. I can see that coming down somewhere, especially if they fire McCarthy and bring in Sean Payton, who, who just by the way happens to have a house in the Dallas area to begin with. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and and they still they both have the same agent. Yes, Brady absolutely. And, and so there's a lot of a lot of shadiness going on. I, I'm thinking about like what what are the owners' meetings going to look like when uh when you have Tampa Tampa's owner and uh, or, or uh, uh I'm sorry Robert Kraft and Miami's owner uh, Stephen Ross. How's that conversation oh, going to go? And I don't even, Ross might be banned. I don't even know at this point how, how any of that works. <laughs> but anyway, a lot to a lot more to dive into. All right, we come back. We'll do a little uh, a little Vin Scully. I have an awesome on this date for you and. Speaking of Tom Brady, it's a killer birthday day today. There's a lot of good birthdays today out there. So we'll dive into all of that. We'll continue with the football talk as well. You don't want to go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? 
I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. the program on this Wednesday reminder uh, Matt Gelb and EJ <coughs> Smith will be joining us tomorrow uh, Derek Gunn Rob Ellis uh, we have not yet cracked the 150 like mark uh, <coughs> what so what we, we need to get there as of right now I am safe from eating either Jif or Skippy uh, I, I, I have to I will have to uh, be or sushi to... no no good try uh, just loyal to my, <laughs> my Peter Pan uh, if that's the case, if we get there before the end of the show, we'll keep you. Uh, we'll keep you posted. Anyway. Um, oh, G, I, G Meta just updated you on the Phillies game. Rob's favorite Philly. What did he do, Rob? He hit home run. It's about time. Yes, he did. He did. He came about through uh, in the clutch. Gave the Phillies a three-one lead. Yes, he did. Uh, played. Yeah, it was actually all credit. made possible uh, by really good hustle by JT Real Muto. Mm to beat out what would have been a double play to keep the inning alive. So good, good wow. work out of him, and that got a run home. So good hustle. Uh, yeah, Phillies uh, closing out their series in Atlanta. They'll be back home. By the way, Syndergaard gets to start tomorrow uh, yep. for the Phillies uh, as they're back home against the Nationals. All right, so Vince Scully, uh, Derek, um, we, we lost him, sadly. It, uh, had an incredible life. I mean, 94 years old. Uh, he had an, an amazing run. Uh, but we lost him as I'm uh, moving some of my stuff around here, but we lost him yesterday um, at the age of 94. Let, let me give you a few things on Scully here. Um, 67 seasons as the Dodgers play-by-play guy, 67 seasons. I mean, just, just think about that for, for a second here. Um, he was the Dodgers um, play-by-play voice from 1953 through 2016. Yep. Th- that is stunning. Okay. That is stunning. He called 20, no hitters, Derek. Yep, Twenty. Absolutely. Yep. Five. Five of the Dodgers World Series teams. Um, Hank Aaron's seven hundred and fifteenth. Okay. He called the catch. Dwight Clark and Joe Montana called NFL, PGA, twenty-five different World Series and twelve All Star games. He was mm-hmm. the voice in the eighties and into the nineties for NBC's uh, baseball game, their game of the week. He was yep. that guy as well, in addition to doing, you know, local stuff with the Dodgers. The first game that he called, Derek, as his rookie year as a broadcaster, was here in Philadelphia at Shy Park. That was his very first game. It was that's, against the That's Phillies. unbelievable. So, and uh, he's the youngest yeah. man to broadcast a World Series game in 1953. Oh, wow. He was 25 years old. 
he was paid $200 for that game. <laughs> and he was still living at home with his family at the time. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 25 he actually, years old calling the World Series game. He introduced baseball to Southern California. The Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to L.A. And there were a lot of folks out there on the West Coast who maybe weren't as familiar with the sport itself. Right. This is right. before the Giants moved, before the yep. Padres, before the A's, you know, all of that. <clears throat> and he was the guy. He, one of the things he attributed his great success to was uh, – was it? I think it was. Be, was it before Dodger Stadium opened? I can't remember exactly. Wherever the Dodgers were playing, right? Um, right. It was so big that people at the game, you know, were, were so far away they could, they could barely tell what was going on with the action. So they would bring their little transistor radios, which they used to have back in the day, and yeah. they would sit there listening to them, and that got them familiar with him, with his name, with the voice, and then everything just blew up from there. And that's how he became, you know, the great Vin Scully. But the ultimate storyteller, uh, as I mentioned, he worked without a, a color guy. It was just him. There was no, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the way he liked it. That's the way he did it. His ability to intertwine storylines for players, multitudes of players, while the action was going on, not miss a ball or a strike or a pass ball or a wild pitch or a home run or a fly out, was impeccable, second to none. He would start yep. telling a story, go back to the play, continue telling the story, go back to the play, and never miss a beat. I, I've never seen anybody do anything like that. That yeah. fluid. He and he knew Derek how to let a play breathe. He knew when to just if if you watch the uh, the Kirk Gibson home run, for example, okay, the the, bit, the right. infamous one that he hits against um, Dennis Eckersley in 1988, when Gibson right. can barely move. I, I I think the he he laid out for like three minutes. He just he got out of the way after the home run and, and just yeah. let the crowd yeah. go nuts, which takes confidence in yourself, but it's also mm -hmm. the way it should be done. Let the picture, if you're doing TV, let the picture tell the story and let the sounds t tell the story. You don't need to be talking all the time. A lot, a lot of broadcasters have lost that art. You know, they feel they have to talk over the action and, and, and the voice inflections and so on. But you're right, Rob. You know, he was a master. There were a lot of them. You know, you, 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 uh, Keith Jackson, Chick yes. Hearns, a lot of those oh. guys that knew how to let the play itself tell the story. Pat Summerall. Uh, more so than being Pat Summerall. You know, uh, instead of being a part of the story, let the picture tell the story itself, man. Um, and, and that's a lost art in, in a lot of today's broadcasting. Um, I, and I would imagine because there's so much information being fed to them, they want to make sure they get it in at the pertinent time. But you have to know when to push the pedal and when to back off and hit the brake. Yeah. Now, he, he is. He's an all time. I, I, I would say, Derek, for for my money, he's the greatest in any sport to ever do it. Uh, I, I think he's that good. I know we've had a wow. lot of greats. We've had a lot of greats, but I mean, wow. I'm, as you just said that I'm, I'm, I'm having all these flashbacks and I'm trying to think was there anybody better in any sport than him? And I can't think of anybody that comes to I, mind. I mean, I would think Madden in terms of doing color for, for, for the NFL, it's Madden, right? right I right. would think Keith Jackson doing play by play for college football would be my guy um, as far as that goes. Um, you know, football for, for play by play, would you go Summerall? I mean, you can make an argument for a lot of guys. Al Michaels, oh my you, goodness. Can, you can make a real strong case for, for sure. Pat Younger Summerall. generation might say Joe Buck. 
Yeah, Pat Summerall had that that deep Southern voice with that little twang in his voice. You know, that slow, deliberate approach. And, and I love Pat Summerall. To me, he's one of he's he's right in that conversation, the best of the best. You know, it it wasn't it wasn't a big game if Pat Summerall wasn't calling the game to me. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. It, it just made it that much bigger if he was calling one of those games. That's for sure. Now, it looks like I see Fitness Rebel. I see some other folks that we that oh. got. Uh, I'm waiting for confirmation from Xander oh. on this. Oh. But it looks like we may have gotten to our buck 50 likes, if that's the case. What? I, that's what I'm, what? I'm here. Uh, we'll see. if I. So, all right, what am I eating tomorrow, Jeff or Skippy? Well, you know what? I don't know. Well, we're at 151. Oh! Right, we're there. We're there. Well, we got it. I don't it. know. Good work. By the way, great work out of the chat, guys. Yeah. Good work, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, chat room, for making it happen yes. again. Yes. Very I don't know if Jeff, is, if Jeff is back on the market yet, to be honest. All right. If, like if, said, if it's in the supermarket, do you want me to get Jeff or Skippy? Wait, wait, oh, you got to get, go Jeff. Jeff is, the, Jeff is like the, it's the Tom Brady of peanut butter. <laughs> All right. All right. So it's the goat of peanut butter. If Jif is there, I will get Jif. I I will go. I don't have it in the house. I will go to the supermarket tomorrow before the show. Right. right, If Jif is there, I'll get Jif. If not, I will go uh, Skippy. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Mr. Taz says crunchy peanut butter, crunchy Jif. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to do crunchy too. You guys are killing me. All right, I'll do crunchy too. I'll do crunchy. I will do oh it. My okay, I will do it. I, I promise it will. Uh, uh, or do we want to leave it up to the chat the rest of the way? They wh- wh- whoever whoever everybody wants. All right, guys. What do you want to see, Robbie? Do you want to see me crunchy Jeff or creamy Jeff? Now, I would say creamy only because I think crunchy takes away from the flavor. I want you to get the full flavor of Jeff compared to all your right, all right. to your so, right. Peter let, Pan peanut. Let the chat make the call uh, if they want creamy Jif or Skippy or crunchy Jif or Skippy. You guys choose the brand and the – I get a lot of crunchy here. Oh, God. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it gets. We, we, got, we got about uh, a little bit a little bit more time. Let's get to the birthdays, Derek, because there are some killer birthdays today. Tom Brady's 45. We talked about Brady a lot. Yep. Yep. Uh, Tony Bennett. You know, one of the talk about goats. How about how about the guy? He's he's having some dementia issues now, but this guy's in his nineties yeah. and he was still performing. He's so, ninety six. Yeah, incredible, right? Incredible. Um, Martin Sheen, the actor who's been around forever. Yep. Charlie and Emilio Estevez's dad. Uh, Martha Stewart, who's been around quite a bit. James Hetfield from Metallica. Uh, Todd Gurley, the the running back. Yep, yep. Uh, that's a good list, man. You got anybody else? Isaiah Washington from Grey's Anatomy and yep, uh, the actor. movie. You ever, did, you, did you ever see the movie Romeo Must Die with Jet Li? No. And, and Isaiah that? Washington? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. that was a good movie, dude. Oh, okay. dude, great movie. Oh, right. yeah. You got to see that one. Was Ali Romeo in Must Die. Yes. That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's I remember. It. Yeah, you got to see that movie. Pretty good. Pretty um, good. Oh, let, but yeah, go ahead. Who else? Go ahead. No, go right ahead. I, I want to you know if you have any other birthdays, go ahead because I want to give you that. This, this on this date is a great one, and I want to make sure we get it in. Well, uh, you know, the names you mentioned, I mean, I said Tony Bennett's 96. Okay, now he fought briefly in World War II at the tail end of World War II. Do you know in 2021, it was, it, in, in 2021, it was it was just revealed that in 2016, he had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, okay? 
But because it was such slow progressing, he performed up until August of last year. Not just perform, travel, record, perform until Amazing. August of, of last year at the age of 95, dude. Can yeah. you imagine that? He's no, still touring I mean, at the age of 95? There's, there's, a, there's a great 60 Minutes piece on him that Anderson Cooper did. Um, even though he, you know, he's struggling now, Alzheimer's and dementia, he can still recall his lyrics. Yeah. Like if you, yeah. he, if you put his music yeah. on or you, he, he can, it's, it's the thing. It, it just, it triggers and it's still there for him. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's and pretty cool. You look, you look at that. Look at Tony Bennett. I didn't know Tony Bennett. I mean, I'm sorry. M Martin Sheen. I didn't know he was only five, seven. Is he? Did you know he was that short? Five, seven. No, you know, his two, no. you know, his two kids are his two acting well, kids. Charlie, Charlie Sheen and Emilio. And Emilio. And Emilio yeah. Estevez, yeah. You know, he's Incredible. had a great career. It's a great movies. Apocalypse Now is one of the greatest movies oh, of all God, time. man. Yeah. You and know. TV shows, West Wing. Uh, he was in The Departed later years. Yeah, he's done a ton of stuff, man. Uh-oh. What's up? What's the matter? Uh, Maggie's chiming in again. You better look at this one. Crunchy, crunchy. almond butter? <laughs> oh, what is this? Oh, oh, now we're doing almond butter? You never is heard of almond thing? butter? No. Oh, yeah. I... I, I no, I'll find something. I'll find I'll find Jiff or Skippy. We'll we'll get it done. We don't need to you start. Are, I don't think you'll off. find Jiff. All right, I'll get I'll Jif. get Skippy then. I'll get Skippy. All right, Skippy. on this date, yeah. on this date, we're running we're running out of time. Okay. On this date, right. uh, yeah. nineteen thirty six. This is noteworthy, Derek. Jesse Owens wins the one hundred meter gold medal in Berlin with mm. Hitler on hand. Okay, so mm. think about the pressure on this guy to to be able to go out there and perform. And do what he did. I mean, it's it's up. It, it's there with Jackie Robinson. What what, what he had to deal with. And, and no question. Incredible, incredible. The the weight on his shoulders of not just performing in front of Hitler in Germany, but what the American consensus was in terms of how they would view him if he did anything less than win. You know the the weight he carried in that regard as a representative of America at a time when America didn't want Black Americans representing them. Uh, right. on a stage such as that, uh, and then going over to a country that Americans weren't fond of, you know, and, and of course that country wasn't fond of America. Dude, that's a that's a lot of weight to be. You're right, Jackie Robinson. Um, my goodness. I think I think that's more weight than a Jackie Robinson in a lot of ways, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. Remarkable. I mean, nothing short of remarkable what he was able to do. And, wow. and his, his greatness. I mean, just pure greatness uh, for Jesse Owens. All right. Lastly, and we've got about a minute and a half here. Michael, uh, the, the born, we always do give you movies too. born ultimatum, 2007. Solid. We, we, we're, we're fans of the solid uh, movie. Yeah. Solid. Uh, Princess Diaries and one of your favorites, Rush yes. Hour 2. Not one. That's right. Two. See you, you, you see in, in the pre-show meeting, you try to disrespect the rush hour franchise. I, Jackie I, Chan and Chris Tucker, you cannot like well, one I of like the best one comedy guy. duels. Yeah, one, I like did one you guy. see three? Okay, did you see three? No. I didn't see you didn't three. see Rush Hour Three? No. Now, you being a historian that you are, whether it whatever sports, it politics, or whatever the case may be, one yeah. of the greatest one of the greatest sticks of all time is who's on first with um Laurel and Hardy. 
So you know that stick well. Evan Who's Costello. on first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yep, sorry, yep. Evan and Costello. All right, quick, because right. we're running out of time. Quickly. All right, so go. You got to watch Rush Hour Three, where Chris right. Tucker runs into this um, this room, this karate room, and he's trying to. He's talking to the guy who's like the grandmaster, and the guy's telling him his name is who. Yeah, not who you. No, I'm telling you, my name is who, and who's right. this? Me, not me. You got to see. You got to see. It's like one of the greatest sticks ever. Okay. All right, peanut butter tomorrow. You guys will get your wish. Oh I'll yeah, make it crunchy. Skip and we'll have a little fun with that. Darren will be back. So everybody, thank you. Everybody in the chat room, everybody listening, everybody, uh, everybody streaming. Uh, coming up, National Football Show with Dan Cilio. For Derek Gunn, I'm Rob Ellis. Thanks to Xander Krause as well. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on Exodus. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.